Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, this one really grinds my gears. I'm seeing all these people claim that George Soros endorsed Ron DeSantis, and he quite literally didn't. George Soros said he hopes that DeSantis and Trump go to war so that the Republican Party rips itself apart and Democrats win in a landslide and the Republicans are forced to reform themselves or something like that. But I think a lot of the people who really want Trump to win see Ron DeSantis as a threat. So they're running with this fake story, quite literally the Gateway Pundit edited a quote from George Soros to make it seem like he was endorsing Ron DeSantis when, in fact, he didn't. So we'll talk about that because that one pisses me off. Look, man, I don't I, I don't mind Trump. I like him for a lot of reasons. I like DeSantis for a lot of reasons. I think Trump is better for some reasons. I think DeSantis is better for some other reasons. But the fastest way to lose my vote is to lie to me. The other story we got is uh, Fetterman. I guess he's out. He's going to be in the hospital for weeks. He's depressed. His brain isn't working. He's getting worse. Uh, I guess we'll just do the countdown. Maybe we'll get a timer for the show as to when Joe Biden appoints his wife to be a senator when he when he bows out. So we'll talk about that. Plus, we got some interesting stories uh, coming out of The New York Times. Apparently, they are now complaining they've hired too many activists. But the, the funny thing about it is it took them 10 years to figure it out. So we'll talk about that before we get started. Head over to TimCast.com. Become a member to support our work over at TimCast.com. You can click that Join Us button. As a member, you'll get access to exclusive uncensored members-only shows Monday through Thursday. They they usually go up at about 11 p.m. Not so family-friendly. And uh, smash the like button, subscribe to the channel, share the show with your friends. But tonight, we actually do have a members-only show. So uh, we are being joined by the great Ann Coulter. So I was very excited. And normally we don't do members-only segments for Fridays, but I was like, we, we definitely have to record something special with Ann Coulter because it's, it's an honor, honor, honor and a privilege to have you here. Thank so you. So that will go up at, uh, at 10 p.m. And all we did was I was just like, let's just press record as we're doing show setup because often there's some interesting conversation and we'll capture that. And I think people might appreciate, you know, getting to see a little bit of the candid conversation, Ian talking about God. Oh, I didn't know we were recording. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was yep. a good combo. It was. And, and that's why I was like, we should record this. Yeah. And then we will have a members show. So that'll be up at 10. And obviously joining us tonight to talk about a whole bunch of stuff is Ann Coulter. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I think everybody knows who you are, but would you, you want to introduce yourself for those that maybe live under a rock? Um, I'm banned every place. That's why I started a sub stack, <laughs> including the shadow banning. And I'm, we were talking about this earlier. I'm, I'm not the huge fan of Elon's that I was when he first bought it because I'm not really getting the shadow ban lifted. And um I mean, this. I was skiing this week, so I my, I do videos every week on my Substack, and this one was sort of a fluffy one. It was with supermodel Alana Stewart, it's a friend of mine from LA, and I just wanted to talk to her about her jet set, set lifestyle, and you know how she met George Hamilton and Rod Stewart, and what it was like, and back, oh, back when models were pretty, and she's very very pretty. Um, it was a, the tamest interview I've ever done, and Twitter slaps a sensitive content label on it. <laughs> For what? They're just coming after you. 
No idea. It, I, I, I clicked on, do you want to appeal? And it goes through paragraph. And Well, this is sensitive content, uh, warning, and we don't allow um, sensitive content, and we can't have sensitive content, and this has sensitive content. Nothing about what was sensitive it's about it. two good-looking women in a video that you posted. It's dangerous. It's propaganda. I don't I, – one person told me, I don't know if this is true um, – because you know, I want to make the headline sound exciting, and and also she's she is lovely and has a lovely figure. So I I want to get into stuff that girls might want to know. So have you ever had to diet? What do you eat? How do you look so beautiful? So I put you know Alana Stewart talks, um, you know supermodel life, diet, how Bianca Jagger ended up with a copy of one of my books. This is you know the this long headline, and one of my friends said. The word diet might have been triggering for fatties. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. The yeah. word, uh, it wasn't about diets. It's what is your diet? <laughs> right. Everyone a has a diet. But that's, that's why I'm on Substack. And it's, I'm, it's such a relief to be on Substack. Because, you know, during that two-week period, the one time I felt free on Twitter was the two-week period when it looks like Elon Musk was going to buy Twitter, but he hadn't bought it yet. And then, you know, it took a while for and then it looks like he wasn't going to buy it. But for two weeks, I felt like all of the woke censors thought, oh, crap, he's coming in. Lift the filters. Lift the filters. And bam, all my followers went through the roof for two weeks. And then he said he wasn't going to buy it. Wall came yep. down again. And the wall is back again. I mean, there are a million different ways. He himself tweeted, I guess, last week. I was skiing. One of my friends sent me, this might be what's getting you. Um that they will de-amplify people who have a lot of people yeah. blocking yep. their tweet. Well, that's just giving liberals the heckler's veto. Have you blocked anyone? I've, oh, I have. My first I week I did only because I didn't understand how Twitter worked. <laughs> Literally my first day, if somebody called me the C word, I thought, screw you. I'm, I'm blocking you. And then I realized, oh, I know. Just don't follow this person. If I'm yeah. worried that person might show up in a retweet, oh my gosh, my eyes will burn. I could mute them. <laughs> Easy enough. So to block somebody, only a liberal would do that. So obviously, if you are de-amplifying people who are blocked, you are de-amplifying conservatives by definition. That's just one thing they do. And then two weeks ago, I sent out a tweet. It wasn't even that funny a tweet, but it was kind of funny. And by, I don't know, a couple... Two, oh, I know what it was. Two hours later, it had... A thousand likes. And then three hours later, it had only 200 likes. I'm sorry, Twitter. Did 700 people, three hours after this tweet went up, think, you know that tweet I liked an hour ago? I'm going to go find it and unlike it. I was wrong. I changed my mind. That's why I'm on Substack. And Substack is fun. I have comments. I interact. I do. And I post columns. It'll go directly to your to your inbox. But I do videos, podcasts. And we have, we have a story from you guys. So you, got the, you got a letter from the New York Times where yes. they're complaining about wokeness. Well, let's get into all that stuff. Uh, we'll go through the rest of the people we're hanging out. I guess, I guess you, you know Hannah Claire. We're sorority sisters. I'm, I'm not even kidding. You're not kidding? I'm totally not kidding. We were both Delta Gammas. That's fine. I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. We're both Delta Gammas, and uh, like all these Panhellenic college sororities, we'll send out emails saying, like, look at our notable alums, and this is an actress who's in it, and whatever else, and they'll say, like, nominate someone. And I always used to be like, Ann Coulter. When are you going to acknowledge that Ann Coulter was a DG? And I used to nominate you for a war. 
awards. Like really? all kinds. Oh, all the That's time. That's so sweet of you. I noticed that they have never contacted you to win best Delta Gamma of well, whatever. Well, maybe National hasn't, but I've maybe it was because of you. The a lot of local Delta Gammas would send me all kinds of Delta Gamma pair. I love getting it. I yeah. loved Delta Gamma. It was yeah. fabulous. It was a great time. I loved it. But a it. lot of individual colleges mm-hmm. Delta Gammas so have sent funny. me stuff. I talk about it. I mean, I don't talk about it publicly often, but I would tell all of my other DG friends that Anne was a Delta Gamma and this is great and we should have her speak at whatever. And then I used to email, like whenever Nationals did these calls, because they'd have like an Instagram post and be like, famous people. And I'd be like, Anne, where's Anne? You have to have Anne. There's no point doing this. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Of course. So uh, Anne and I are longtime sorority sisters. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. I think I already said that. You should follow at TimCastNews on Twitter and Instagram. Hi, everyone. Ian Crossland. Um, I'm going to keep this moving along. A bucko will be making an appearance. I can bring him up sooner than later if you guys want to. I'm going to keep thinking about him. So I'm going to go get bucko while we do the rounds of intros, and he'll be back soon. Well, the intros are basically over with you. Hi, everyone. Hi, Serge. What's happening, brother? Yo, I'm pressing buttons. Pleasure to meet you, Ann Coulter. My parents have been watching you for a long time. They're happy about this. Anyways, let's get going. Let's jump into this first story. This one uh, one pissed me off. Newsweek writes, George Soros' praise for Ron DeSantis rattles Trump supporters. And that's putting it lightly. I saw Gateway Pundit wrote, George, the kiss of death. George Soros endorses Ron DeSantis, which he did not do. Let me show you the quote, because they actually do have the quote in here. Quote, DeSantis is shrewd, ruthless, and ambitious. He is likely to be the Republican candidate. This could induce Trump, whose narcissism has turned into a disease, to run as a third-party candidate. That would lead to a Democratic landslide and force the Republican Party to reform itself. He actually said, my hope for 2024 is that Trump and Governor DeSantis of Florida will slug it out for the Republican nomination. And then, because it would lead to the Democrats winning. So why? I, I think, I mean, I know why. I think people who like Trump are trying to sabotage Ron DeSantis, but I don't know your thoughts, I guess. I'm just I'm kind of pissed off at being lied to, to be honest. I'm so glad you looked up the full quote and can expose that it is just a complete 100 percent lie um, as from, I, I, coming from Trump supporters. Yeah, well, <laughs> and the mainstream media, don't get me wrong, you know, yes. but, but at least Newsweek puts it lightly. They're like he praised DeSantis, praised him. No, he called him ruthless. But I just is, thought that's it not was really complimentary. I just thought it was stupid. They, they've convinced me that this is a dog, um, yeah. and that's why no, I'm very happy to see dog. it. Well, you went this right is under fake the news table. from Anne. I just think it's stupid to decide whether you like a politician or a person based on who else likes that person or doesn't like that person. That's what you do when you have you're looking at a black box. You have no other information. Who is this Ron DeSantis you speak of? We know about Ron De- I don't care. I, I don't care who endorses him. I know the things he's done. He opened up the state. Trump shut it down. Um, he read the great Barrington Declaration, guys. Trump listened to Fauci and allowed him to run COVID policy. Uh, he sent the illegals to to Martha's Vineyard, the greatest political stunt of my lifetime. Yeah, so wow. funny. And people are wow, so mad about that. Yes. Was, I mean, it was after all the busing and everything to take to take the extra step to go to Martha's Vineyard. And man, was that a hit. He hired more police, offered police being harassed other places to come and get a $5,000 bonus to come work in Florida. I mean, he's he's just been done hit after hit after hit. So I don't care who endorses him. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. This is this is Mr. Bocus. Here he is. Uh, he was. They, they told us he was going to die in a week, and here he is. He's looking like he's getting a little thick. He's starting yeah, to eat again. He gained um, a quarter pound in the first week after stem cell treatment. He just got another injection yesterday and some subcutaneous fluids today, so he looks like a little muscular. Body what does builder. he have? It's um, kidney, kidney failure. failure. They call it. It's third. Is he a drinker? What's that? Yeah, he, he's been. He, no, he's a street cat. His kidneys yeah. never developed correctly. Yeah, he has got underdeveloped kidneys and a bad heart. So, but he started since the stem cell treatment and the change in his diet. He's extremely a lot better. He's like John Fetterman. Yeah, stem cells. We got him this experimental stem cell treatment. Is he depressed? No, not anymore. He's doing better. He they had to like, shave his little legs, though, to get him IVs. They should have shaved the fourth one, though. He's got three I know, shaved I know. legs <laughs> and one that's still fluffy. <laughs> so anyway, we were talking about uh, Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump. Hey. Uh, so what are you thinking? You're, you're voting uh, DeSantis 2024 if he runs? Right now, though, I, I'm if the, if the cameras weren't running, I'd say, of course I am. He's the best candidate out there. He's the best in my lifetime. Um, but since the cameras are running, I want Ron DeSantis to have to fight for my vote. So, yes, I'm considering him very strongly. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, I mean, you've been on you've been on Twitter quite vocal about Donald Trump. Yes, yes, both ways. I mean, I did write in Trump we trust, um, and I was introducing him at rallies two weeks after he announced out in Iowa mm-hmm. and elsewhere. And look, if you read in Trump we trust, I wouldn't take back a single word of it. In fact, I've given it to certain Republican presidential candidates. I want to read it, saying, "But you actually have to do it." Um, because the what, the 2016 campaign, I, I think, was the greatest presidential campaign in world history. But in the book, I make it very clear he's an awful person. He's a con man. He's a grifter. Um, horrible, tacky vulgarian. Got all that. But he's the only one offering us this basket of issues I want to vote on. Yeah. Obviously, number one, immigration number two, three, and four, immigration and the wall, bringing trade back, this worship of free trade, um, and no more stupid wars. Those were like the three biggest things. And then, and he supported things like, you know, gun rights very strongly. Um, And then, you know, he gets into office and starts talking about amnestying the dreamers. They're the ones I want to deport first because they're bossy and obnoxious. At least, you know, you catch another illegal alien and they say, okay, you got me. No, dreamers, how dare you not give me amnesty? So Trump gets elected, doesn't build the wall, builds 33 miles, you know, six months before the election. It's a 2,000-mile border. Um, He takes Kim Kardashian, noted criminologist, um, to to push through laws releasing criminals, that which you know that's a huge hit with Americans, especially yeah. after twenty twenty. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, well, you he's always be- known how to be a celebrity, right? Like that. That reminded me of the reality TV show aspect of Trump, right? He knew. He knew. I don't. I think you're giving him more. I don't even think it's knowing how to be. I think he's a narcissistic. I I didn't. The one thing I didn't know when I wrote in Trump We Trust is how profoundly stupid he is. Um, I made very clear in the book the only thing he could do, we will forgive him for a- a- anything. And I defended him the day after the Access Hollywood, you know, pussy grabbing tape came out. I was giving a speech before like 5,000 people in California up in farmland. And I was pedal to the metal defending him. 
And, and, you know, I said, we'll forgive him for anything, but unless you betray us on immigration. Yeah. Oh, and guess what he did? You can't do every campaign rally, build the wall, build the wall, build the wall, and then not build the wall and expect to get reelected. Well, that was the best part of your Twitter account for me for a long time was you, your how many days, like no progress on the wall. Border wall update. Yeah. And you, I mean, you were intense about it. You were one of the most vocal people keeping his feet to the fire on the border wall. Yeah, that works. It didn't, look, you fought a good fight here. I mean, you can't say that you didn't try. I, I will say, to be fair, the, the areas that got secured did reduce illegal immigration in key points you didn't get a beautiful five million illegals have come in since biden's been yep. president well there's I a mean... reason we wanted a wall a wall is forever and these people these my 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 allies on the immigration issue who say um oh the wall that's it's a metaphor we don't just enforce e-verify okay e-verify goes away with the next president Refugee limits go away with the next president. A wall is forever. Americans were correct to vote for the guy, no matter how much of a despicable, moronic, grifting human being he was. He promised us a wall, and that's why people voted for him. Is DeSantis going to get us a wall? Um, What I like, I think so. I think so. I think so. I absolutely do. And the reason I say it with that enthusiasm is what I like about DeSantis is Trump was all talk, no action. DeSantis is no talk, action. Yeah. What did you think of Doug Ducey's um, shipping container wall? He, he like put the shipping containers in the gaps oh, in the yeah. wall. Oh, yeah, and, and then, then Biden take, took it down. Yeah, they were super mad about it. What did you think? I mean, do you like that? That's, that's why we want a wall and not a cheesy little fence. <laughs> that's true. I used to think the wall was such a silly idea because I was like, they'll just go around it or under it or they'll send drones over it. I didn't realize until the last couple of years how much how much human trafficking is just happening on a daily basis that I've got this armband from. Yeah. This is, it says Andrejas, which means delivered. This is put around the ha- the arms of young children that are sent across the border as cattle, as, as commodities basically to be sold. No, it's, it's they, very they mark, sick. The, the people there that are being trafficked get marked by this. And then we also have, ba- yeah, we have that ID, a fake ID that they use to try and get, make fake asylum claims. It's crazy that... And we are a magnet for that sort of human trafficking. It's sick, it's sick, it's sick that we're doing this. It's sick that we're doing it to them. And it's just people who hate America and they're they're willing to risk these human lives to wreck our country. I, I think it's uh, completely in line with what Democrats do. Short-term gains for long-term losses. One of the big strategies Democrats have is to artificially prop up the failing economy with this econo- maximizing as much demand as possible through illegal immigration ignoring all the negative consequences and then 10 years down the line we're going to we're going to face a very serious economic crisis from it but they're hoping that they can boost numbers in the short term to make it look good what are they like? that's true too but long term they win also they look at votes. california like yeah the sentences. entire country will be california highest taxes in the country least least numbers of services people who work for a living are just oppressed harassed they have to walk through you know human feces to get to work homeless camps all over that is your future america do you think that the allowance of the this happening across the border is one of three reasons maybe because they can't stop it so it's like what are we going to do two because they want uh a huge population that they can turn into military men. I don't know. Maybe that's part of it, that they want more fodder for the war machine. 
So they're letting them in and they're like, hey, you can earn your citizenship. I think they're not against that, but not. I think that's not the number. Well, and Do you think it's more seeing... just like they're overwhelmed and they're like, we don't know how to stop it, so we're not going to no, try? No, that is absolute. Never believe that. I mean, they act that way, so sorry, I shouldn't be that dismissive. Yeah, they all act, oh, what are you going to do? And, oh, people can climb over a wall. Yeah, tell it to Israel. Tell it to China. No, Tell it to the have, Capitol complex that put yes. up a wall just the other day. Walls always work. I mean, it's like saying don't put a lock on your door. Isn't that a nice coat? On a new bed. <laughs> Focus is laying on some stem cell Anne's on that. Coat. I could use it. Yeah. Um, you don't lock your door because, you know, a burglar could, I don't know, take a hatchet to it or something. <laughs> I mean, Israel had the wall goes deep, deep down. It, when Israel put up its wall, um, it cut down uh, illegal immigration by more than 90%. That wasn't good enough for Israel. So they found after they had built the wall, which parts of the wall were the most vulnerable and built those extra high. No, walls, walls work. Drones don't work. Boots on the ground don't work. High tech doesn't work. What, what are we going to do? Watch them run across? That's all an excuse for no wall open border. The only thing that works is a wall. And as for why they want it, well, long term, Democrats are sitting pretty in California. You came from California. They control every branch of government. Um, the illegals who are coming in, I, I will say they are very hard workers. They're very nice. I bear them no ill will. Um, and they really are hard workers. Um, but they also consume a lot of government benefits. And, and they vote overwhelmingly Democrat. And that's what happened to California. Um, Hispanics are now a plurality. It certainly it was completely the opposite. It was like one of the whitest states in the union, California. It was the, it was the Beach Boys. Now they're a plurality, and Democrats control the state, and that's what will happen to the entire country. In the immediate, they don't need to vote because what happens is one of the reasons California, at least in my opinion, brings in so many illegal immigrants is that it inflates their census numbers, which then grants them more right, congressional right. seats and more electoral votes. Right. So I always tell people that. You know, they'll say illegal immigrants don't vote. They don't vote. And I'm like, well, at the, at the federal level, they don't need to. If the census tracks X many people and they get a, they, I think uh, in the 2010s, they had one extra congressional seat and electoral college vote. One out of 538 votes. You're absolutely right. That's, 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 that's a lot of power to gain from doing what they're I doing. I think they're called ghost districts. Maxine yeah. Waters gets elected with like seven votes <laughs> because her district is all illegal aliens. But by now in California, I mean, they've been coming for a long time. They are voting in California. We're just bringing in more and more and more. And why don't the Republicans do anything about it? Um, and that's the donors want the cheap labor. Yeah, I had some of my best friends in California were illegal aliens from Mexico or, or whatever, and they would work for cash and then they would send it to Mexico. I don't even know if it was getting taxed. No, it's not. No, if it's, it's cash that's just going across the border, there's no way to tax it. It was like, my compassionate love was there, but the structural system wasn't working. It no, was it's very bad for our country. That's, that's money that's being sucked out of our economy. And by the way, going directly into the pocket of Carlos Slim. Who's that? Um, the billionaire monopolist of Mexico. He's often um, competing with Elon as the richest man in the world. And how does he make it? By overcharging these poor Mexicans. So all that money going back is to pay for his industry. It's a very corrupt country, Mexico. Doesn't, doesn't he own some big media company or something? He, bought, he saved the New York Times. That's right, the New York Times. <laughs> is he, does he still a principal owner? No, but he stepped in at a crucial moment. 
to save them. They were teetering on on bankruptcy. Remember, I don't Man, know remember wow. We're talking about like Bloomberg buying it or somebody else buying it and Carlos Slim sucked in. The, uh, was Fortune, Forbes magazine had him as the richest man in the world from 2010 to 2013. Mm-hmm. Carlos. Okay. So what is he like? And he's selling the a gorgeous mansion in New York City for $80 million. It was just in the Daily Mail yesterday. Whoa. What part of the city is that in? Upper East Side. Wow. $80 million. What the? Across from the Met. It's magnificent. It's the red one, right? Yes. It's, it's so pretty. It's magnificent. What do we do about the drug cartels that are running people like drugs across the border? The wall. The wall solves so every problem in America gets easier with a wall. Every single problem, um, race relations, poor people, bringing manufacturing back, everything gets easier when you solve immigration because you don't have this. We don't need an extra problem to deal with, an extra poor people we have to pay for. But the drug problem, that's 100% a, a function of not having a wall. Oh, one of the interviews I just did on Substack, and I highly recommend you all watch it. So this guy, Sam Quinones, liberal journalist, but I've been a fan of his for a long time. He was a really good investigative reporter. You may have read him in the LA Times because his beat was crime and immigration. And he's the only block quote I have in Adios America, where it's like two paragraphs just from his one of his articles. Really, really good. And then he wrote what your audience may be more familiar with. He wrote the book Dreamland about the opioid crisis in America. And now most recently, um, the least of us about fentanyl. And he does the reporting. He knows the drug. He knew where that all, all, all the, um, the, uh, the meth was coming from. It was coming from like one town in Mexico. Now it's changed. It's gone out to the cartels. But he knows everything about the drug problem. It is not coming from China. It is, if, meth is being made in Mexico. The, the, the opioid, it is all coming from Mexico. Is it funded by the CCP? No, I don't think. They, not the, not that you would the, know the for sure. The reason the Chinese couldn't, the, it used to, Chinese used to send the precursor chemicals, or they would send the heroin directly, or they would send the meth directly. But the problem is, th that's all in individual, like, FedEx packages. And they do it. But for one thing, weirdly enough, the Chinese government actually did kind of step on them. But it was just inefficient. You, can't, you need to be on the border. <laughs> You need to just get it straight across. And, you know, they'll say, oh, but it's not all Mexican. Some of our American citizens. Yeah, they're anchor babies. It is an all Mexican operation. Interesting. I thought I've been thinking of it as a like just a continuation of the drug war, the opium wars, the, how the British set up shop yeah. in Taiwan and then just start shuffling yeah. opiates into China. And the Chinese never, you know, play the long game. But you're saying it's more of just a, a financial Mexican yes. issue right now? Do you yes. feel like since it's a financial... And I think, I'm sorry, no, just okay. to finish that. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is opium wars, but it is Americans against Americans. The same people who don't want a wall. Um, there is, there is a crazy left. I'm not talking about all Democrats. Many liberals are my best friends. Not talking about all liberals at all. But there is an element of the left that just hates this country and their 
fine with Americans dying of opioids. They are fine with 100,000 Americans dying from drugs every year. Do you, these, has, these people also, uh, I guess paradoxically, don't even know what life outside of the United States is. They think the United States is evil and they have no idea they've never right. been to these other countries. Because right. if you go to these other countries yes. and you're like, wow, America's pretty nice. Yeah. For all the bad things. I, yes. I remember when I started traveling for Vice, after a couple of these countries, I come back to the U.S., and I, I got like randomly searched by the border patrol. They, they made me pull, their pa- pull my passport, went through my bag, and I'm just laughing. And then they like they they see the Arabic in my passport, and like what's this? And then I was like, I don't even remember what country that was. Egypt, I think, or something. Where did I go? I can't remember. And I, oh no no no, it was uh, Morocco. And they were like, oh. And then they were like, what's funny? And I'm like, I love this country, man. I'm like. It's just like everything's nice here. You know, I come back from, I was in Brazil or something and, you know, you see how, you see how good we have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's decentralized law enforcement is what I'm, I'm sold in the United States. Local cops is the key to prosperity. Having a federal system where they're like, they decide one day that this is illegal now and everyone in the country is The key like, to everything is the local. Yeah, mm-hmm. I totally agree. And I didn't know that until I went to Cuba or to um, Chile and, and, Peru and like saw the federal cops on the corners. I'm like, we have no idea what it's like in other countries, especially because we are so used to complaining about America, right? Everyone's saying America's so racist and America has all the cop problems and like travel at all, go anywhere and you will be happy to be here. Do you think that Mexico poses enough of a threat to American lives to be worth invading at any point? Um, I, it wouldn't be necessary if we built the wall. Yeah. Um, but yes, to take out the cartels. I mean, it's certainly more of a threat to us than Ukraine. Right. I mean, we sent a ton of money shipping goods and resources to Ukraine. Why wouldn't we just spend that money on the wall? On Well, not only the wall, but as for, you know, going into their country. Um, I mean, I don't know. This is kind of racy. But yeah, take out the cartels if they can't do it by themselves. We went and we got, remember that guy, Pineapple Face? The first George Bush sent... Um, U.S. troops. He was. He was. I think I was like four years old. Okay. The pineapple face <laughs> is a solid face. nickname. Here, I'll look it up. Just <laughs> pineapple, pineapple face. He enjoys like the late eighties. It was a big thing, but it was the first. It was the first George Bush sent in our, our military to to, to, to Nor- seize Manuel this guy. Noriega. Yeah. Manuel Noriega. I typed no. pineapple face and he showed up on Google on the Google search. <laughs> really? Yeah. Panamanian. That's Panama. Does it say Bush? That isn't. I, maybe I wouldn't have guessed that. That's a funny. Uh, Why are you nickname? thinking about him though? Because we sent the military to get him. I'm pretty sure that was Noriega. That was your question. We've yeah. done it before. And wait, if I could get back to your point on local police force, it's not just the police. Look at the COVID rules. Thank, thank God, I'm not taking the Lord's name in vain. Thank God, we could go to places like Florida. What if? I mean, sh- Trump did shut down the country. You know. Because he's he's so for, for freedom, um, but New York, California versus versus Texas. Actually, Texas wasn't that good. Georgia was good. Florida was good. I don't know whatever places you were looking at moving to in twenty twenty. You will remember. Everything should be local. Give us a choice. Let us vote with our feet. Yeah, military centralization of military authority, law making, and dude, the the medical tyranny. Is yeah. I am on alert for medical tyranny. I know the Nazis did lots of medical science experiments on living people, and I'm not 
down with that well, in real time. We're doing it on adolescent girls right now. Yeah, we are, and they're miserable. I mean, with medical tyranny during COVID, the local governments were the most likely to resist, right? Bigger yes. cities and everyone else were more likely to give in. If you went to any small town in America, they operated differently. They operated independently because they know their community and they know what they can handle. Or the third largest state in the union, mm-hmm. Florida. Hey. <laughs> so what? What this um, gun running that Obama did the Fast and Furious program? Was he sending arms to the cartels? Is that what happened? Um, what happened was that's wow, that's a blast from the past. Um, no, yes, yes, he was, and the reason they weren't intentionally. Hey, we have a program. Let's send the. Wait. Although that was the suspicion of a lot of Republicans. They wanted crimes being committed with American guns. Um, What they claimed to be doing was putting tracers on the guns they were sending. And then they could follow where the guns were going and they could see where the cartel's hideout is. And we could follow the cartels, except the way it was being done was so sloppy. A lot of the guns didn't have tracers on them way more than were necessary. They didn't follow where the guns were going, which made some people think, you just want an argument to say all this cartel violence is being done with American guns. We need more restrictions on buying guns in America. I'm concerned about like um, actively giving our weapons to other people so that we can test our own weapons against our own weapons. Like in the Ukraine, we surrender, or not in Ukraine, geez, the surrender. We surrendered in Ukraine, and guys, that's what I'm about to say. Uh, yeah, in Afghanistan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Biden surrenders the military in Afghanistan to the Taliban, the greatest military on earth. He surrendered it to this local militant group, the Taliban, for some reason. Um, and what is that reason? Well, at first, I just thought it was incompetence. Now I'm wondering if Lockheed wants their arms in the hands of oh, yeah. enemies so that they can test their weapons because no, 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 no. they have not, no test grounds not otherwise. Not just test, but so that there's a reason to sell more weapons. Yes. Oh, oh no, the Taliban now has you know Blackhawks and Scud missiles or whatever. Yes. So we, we, you're going to have to buy more from us. It's the same argument with big yes. pharma making you take drugs that give you side effects that mean right. more drugs, right? Like if we arm people that we then are like, it turns out there are threat went armed. Anyway, so send it the military and what does your military need? Our guns. Yes. Like it's a it's a perfect scheme. I, wanna, I, I, yes. I wanted to ask you, uh, Anne, what was your, where were you at on the, the Iraq war back in the day? Oh, I, it's, I'm so glad you asked. I just did a sub stack with my friend, Mickey Kaus, liberal. Um, and I forget why or how it came up, but I put in a little plug for what my position was and I would still have that same position today with, you know, the caveat. Um, it wasn't go hang out for 20 years and paint George Floyd murals and teach girls about feminism in these backward hell holes. Oh, well, what else could you do? But no, I was, I was very much in favor of both Afghanistan and Iraq, and I would be again today, um, other than not being able to trust, I mean, Eisenhower was right with the military-industrial complex, and I think you're right. It is about yeah. selling weapons, and I think the lobbyists for these arms companies, I mean, what's it is just endless, the wars. It, why were we in Afghanistan for 20 years? And I would remind you, um, well, okay, maybe you were in first grade when this happened, but um, there were, we, we took Afghanistan in two weeks. And after that, every year of the Bush administration, I'll have Ian check me as his computer open there. There were like 33 American deaths, 
50 American deaths, 40 American deaths. And for some reason, liberals got it in their heads that, you know, Afghanistan, that's the good war, and Iraq, we hate that war. So he was, So Obama pledged to pull troops immediately out of Iraq and send more yep. troops to Afghanistan. I did not understand So you that. will see when Obama comes in, suddenly it like doubles and then it triples. Yeah, triples. We were getting like 50 deaths a year until 2005. There's 100, 100. And then in 2008, 156. 300 in 2009. 500 in 2010. Yeah, for what? We for- won in two weeks. Knock out the Taliban. Now, I liked Iraq. Um, not for as long as we went. Don't abandon them as quickly and poorly as we did because um and i don't know maybe this was caring too much about the rest of the world and i should do what i always advise senators like tom cotton to do please come back and care about our country you're so good when you talk about our country stop being a neocon um but uh the funny thing about the middle east and we obviously did have a big problem with the middle east and these these crazy um mullahs after 9-11 is that by and large the countries either have Sane leader, insane people, or insane leader, sane people. And Iraq and Saddam, it's not like we were taking out the Iraqi Benjamin Franklin. There were a lot of problems there. He had tried to assassinate a president. Um, He had used chemical warfare. He had those lovely sons, Uday and Kuse. (laughs) But mostly... He was crazy, and it, that, but it was a very pro-Western, highly educated populace. So, yeah, I liked Iraq, and I made these arguments at the time. I never cared about weapons of mass destruction other than to taunt the New York Times for saying, we need UN approval. Well, okay. <laughs> He's defied the UN resolution. So the, I thought there were a lot of reasons for going into Iraq, but one of them was to have an Arab Israel, to have a democracy. It doesn't have to be like, you know... Vermont, but something more like a functioning democracy without a crazy guy as the leader. And by the way, I I think we got that. I think Iraq is better today than it was then. It would be a lot better if if Obama hadn't pulled all the troops out. What they they wanted for Afghanistan was South Korea, that you stay in the country occupying it for 50 years and you create two generations of westernized population in an attempt to nation build and stabilize, which I don't think is any of our business. Also, the internet, quite, it makes it almost impossible to do that with the internet because you can't control the information flow anymore. Everyone knows what that's happened. That's true. That's what they wanted, though. Mm-hmm. They wanted to create a generation. They wanted to create a generation that would create a more westernized I agree with you that nation building is totally foolhardy. Yeah. I'm describing something slightly different with Iraq. I just want to point that out. Afghanistan, you know, they have three working toilets. Yeah. Iraq, the, look, compare the literacy rates of those two countries. So if you're starting with a populace that is already educated, knows how to read, and they have working toilets, and don't look at it like it's a spaceship, okay, you're start, that's something you can work with. I don't want to stick around a nation build, but if you just knock out the crazy leader, they ought to be able to take it if from you there. take away the barrier. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uday Hussein was such a psychopath. And he, studied his, he was like, had a, the Iraqi soccer team. One of the worst, mm-hmm. most despicable people probably ever. He's he, dude, there's documentaries about his behavior. He would go in and like whip them, yep. and then if they if they didn't play well enough, he would like beat the hell out of them after the games, Dude, and they were all terrified because they couldn't speak out, or he'd have yeah. them killed. That's so tame, though, in comparison. If anyone wants to go watch stuff about Uday Hussein, you should do it. It's crazy. What was like, the dinner party thing? I mean, I don't know if I should say that on YouTube. 
Really? Actually. I mean, what's a I don't family friendly thing? It's only gruesome. Thing. It's not about like transsexuals or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think I think uh, YouTube doesn't actually have any hard rules on talking about war and conflict. Uh, I mean, like, I mean, let's just well, we can talk about the cultural element in the United States. You can you can show a movie where people's heads are exploding, but <laughs> right. certain offensive <laughs> things are taboo. You can't talk right. about. You can't yeah. make certain jokes. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you want to go watch uh, some good content on it, who's done a, a far better uh, story on all of it is Count Dankula. The whole thing on Uday Hussein. Uh, it's, oh, Mad Lads, huh? Yeah, Mad Lad on him. It's it's in it's in depth. It'll be much better, and it's a nice. And it would probably be really well. funny too. Yeah, and yeah. from what Horrifying. I can tell, it's <laughs> a result of yeah. Saddam beating the hell out of his kids and just being a horrible vacant father. Yeah, maybe. Like I had a vision of of him being like the his one regret in life. Saddam Hussein is that he didn't spend time with his kids. That he didn't love his kids. I feel like that's probably not that's so regret. sweet. Ian. It was like his soul. I was like, oh, that's the him. cutest thing I've ever heard. I pictured him like just <laughs> wishing that he could spend time with the sunset and his children <laughs> after all was said and done. That's you are adorable. I want to hug you. Yeah, it's, it's God's energy. I, 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 I think people are giving Ian 20s for this one. Yeah. Or is that the, is it the Dankula thing? I don't know. This is I, a good you debate. You really are one of the most like empathetic and compassionate people. Like, yeah, even, even when you're referring to some of the most evil people. Yeah. Yeah. I am the most. What was it? I'm the most... Uh, Modest. I'm the most modest of all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, I, I Radical empathy. Have, I have mixed feelings on taking out dictators. Because like they probably throughout history, that's the economic hitman model. You try and bribe the country. If you don't get that, you try and assassinate the leader. If you don't get that, you go to war. And that's what they did in Iraq. Probably. I think they, well, they took Kuwait in what, the 50s? Basically, they, they colonized a tip of it so they could get their oil flowing in and out. I don't know. I don't know about killing a dictator. I just. What do you do? I agree trial? with you. This, the, uh, and by the way, I was totally against the first Iraq War. Um, to go back to 9/11 when Tim Pool had got graduated into second grade. Um, well, I was, I was, I was a freshman <laughs> in high school. Okay. Well, I would have been. I didn't go to high school, but you know. Oh, good. No, no been. wonder you're so smart. Um, <laughs> a, after something, I mean, we were. Ju- it was just so so out of the blue when suddenly we figure out there, there's this whole region of the world we've never even thought of. We didn't know they existed, and they're over there hating us, hating us, hating us. And so, it, it, it was different from just like randomly searching the globe for a bad guy to say. It's not like Kim Jong Un. Who cares? Um, and I might even be won over um, to your perspective, even after 9-11 and wanting to have an Arab-Israel so they wouldn't be able to blame everything on, oh, it's the U.S., it's the U.S. that's keeping us down. Um, I might even be won over just because I what you were saying about you know Raytheon and Boeing. There, it's, it, it is just so corrupt, so corrupt. Guaranteed and, contracts. And Ukraine proves that. It's six arms manufacturers that basically run the world's arm manufacturing. I think 140 billion on paper. Five of the six are American, and then BAE is British. So it's basically one big. They've split it into six companies, so it doesn't look like a monopoly. But yes. they've got the the global arms monopoly, right? Oh, incidentally, you know the other thing that proves is that no, actually, Americans can manufacture things. Mm-hmm. Actually, we can sell things abroad. Now it's a law. When we sell arms to other countries, they have to buy American-made products. Okay, start doing that with aspirin and masks and everything we're buying from China and all the crap on Amazon. This idea that we can, oh, no, manufacturing's gone, never going to bring it back. Just like the wall, they're not really trying. Oh, we know what we can do is, is graphene. Or have you studied this chemical? 
it's pure carbon. You can get it out of the air, out of the carbon dioxide in the air and turn it into this building material, graph, pure carbon. It's a hexagonal lattice, so it looks like a honeycomb, but it's uh-huh. one atom thick. It's 200 times stronger than steel. It's pure carbon. It's electrically conductive. You can use it for wiring, uh, capacitators. You can use it for batteries. Uh-huh. We touch screen wallpaper. You can make building and columns. And if you drop it, this room won't blow up, right? No, it's just, it's just, <laughs> just, it's just dust. It's like carbon dust. And you can, you can like mix it with other metals to make super strong materials, lightweight, electrically conductive. We'll like fix our roads with it. We'll fix our railways with it. We'll make new, stronger railroads that don't bend and cause derailments. Why do you have a little jar of it? Tim bought it for me as a gift. Because oh, okay. I love he's the chemical. obsessed with it. I think but, that, I, but I will say this. It's going to be 100 years in the future. Everyone's going to have flying cars and jetpacks. Everything will be made of graphene. And there's going to be a statue of Ian in the middle of like New York City. <laughs> the patron saint and, of and, graphene. And when you walk up, you, you activate the graphene hologram system. And it was like, in 2020s, Ian Crossland, appearing on Timcast IRL, began, began his advocacy for graphene. A great man, a smart man, an inventor. <laughs> graphene revolutionized the world and brought world peace and ended world hunger. Well, it'll probably create a new a new era of conflict. And con- but what, what one possibility <laughs> is... Ian started several wars. <laughs> a merciless... It's like Oppenheimer, you know, building the bomb. Um, we'll start pulling it out of the air and being like, this is how we solve the climate catastrophe. Get the carbon dioxide levels down. We start building. But then other countries will start and they'll be like, uh-oh, looks like we're about to pull too much carbon out of the air and the trees are going to die and that's the next climate catastrophe so we need some let's, uh, global coalition let's Graphia. jump to this story from the post-millennial Fetterman to stay in hospital for weeks for depression treatment senior aide okay so he gets admitted to the hospital because he's lightheaded the dude had a very serious stroke and now he's suffering from that thing where he can't understand words anymore he then gets lightheaded has to go to the hospital again now he's depressed now he can't work so what are they going to do? Uh, how, uh, so how long until you think Biden or no, it's going to be who, who's the governor? Shapiro. Wolf? Shapiro. That's right. How long until he appoints Fetterman's wife? Governor as of the, Pennsylvania. Yes. How long until he appoints Fetterman's wife to the Senate? Well, the good news is as far and I hate to say this because Shapiro wants to run for president and be the first Jewish president. Um, and of all the people I've heard of being the first Jewish president at the moment, Shapiro looks like the most likely. Hmm. He's not. He does not appear to be crazy. Um, now, he was running against um, Trump's candidate, that Mastriano, who was completely crazy. Um, you think and, he was crazy? Yes. Why do you think he's crazy? Because he's attending. Well, how about just he attends QAnon rallies? Do not tell me you guys are into QAnon. No, we no. had Mastriano on the show once. Yeah. I asked him he, if he would legalize he, weed. He said no. So I was kind of like, a... <laughs> that's it. He that's out. He, 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 I would he make a issue. death penalty for weed. Oh, so you're not you really? supporting me either. It's all about dosage. <laughs> but I'm sorry to interrupt. The libertarians are in, the, in the chat are going to lose it. But, um, oh, we can do that. But we ha- but we do have to get to my comments on Nikki Haley. Um, and so Fetterman is in the Senate in the first place. Pl- never forget because of Donald Trump uh, endorsing Mastriano. And and um, do, you th- who, do you think Trump should have not endorsed anyone in the Pennsylvania race or was Mastriano particularly uh, divisive to the it voters. was. I mean, the whole thing basically from January 11th, all of these candidates running on 2020 being stolen. How is it that I knew a year before the election? Huh? He ran on one promise, didn't keep it. Not gonna win. <laughs> what a shocker that he didn't win. Of course, and he was running against you know a guy with senile dementia who was a <laughs> moron even when he was firing on all cylinders. 
But so yeah, with 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 the crime, I mean, things looked pretty good. Only Trump could have lost that election after all of the Antifa and the looting. Well, Republicans didn't understand ballot harvesting. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They did not understand the I procedural I think it's all changes. Trump. He's lost the last three election cycles for us. Yeah. When he uh, And the last one, the midterms. Oh my gosh, things couldn't have been set up more beautifully for us. But I think it's ballot harvesting. The no, one- that's a very bad thing. We need to do yeah. it, too. <laughs> I, yes, um, I think uh, Lauren Boebert's district is a good example where she narrowly wins by only a few hundred votes. And you're asking yourself, whoa, 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 whoa. How does that happen? This is, a, this is like a rural conservative district. Ballot harvesting. She's kind of nutty. I think she's all right. We had her on the show. I think the issue is the, the, it, it doesn't, you, you don't need to convince someone to vote for you anymore. They show up, knock on the door, and say, Republicans are fascists, right? Fill out the ballot. And then people go, well, you got it. They've, they figured out that Democrats are low-information voters and always have been. Conservatives and the factions within the right and the Republican right. argue with each other. Oh, yes. <laughs> right. So you might think she's nutty. She might think you're nutty. And you're both trying to exist in a similar space, whereas Democrats don't know anything. Right. And are just told to vote and do. That's right. Why, that's why they want 16-year-old you're voters. You're absolutely right. So the only answer is... Ballot harvest back, I guess. I well, the answer is you should have to show up and vote in person. Mm-hmm. Fight your way past the Black Panthers. Go into the ballot room. Do a secret ballot. I, I, I would get rid of all mail-in ballots. And that will hurt Republicans most of all. I mean, probably we should allow states to have, with an excuse, a mail-in ballot. If that's how absentee. it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But, but the, the Democrats, I would even be willing to sacrifice those. And who? And look, make election day a national holiday. How about that? National holiday, agreed. but you have to show up in person because Democrats have always cheated. There are a million different ways they cheat. Ballot harvesting is one of many. But understanding these were, le- I'm doing air quotes for legal because the question, yes. the question is constitutionality. Yes. In in Pennsylvania. A uh, lower court ruled it was unconstitutional to create universal mail-in voting, but it was done with the legislator, with Republicans and Democrats. And then what happens is Democrats, um, imagine New York City, one activist, how many doors can they knock on in one hour when you yes, go into one building? Exactly. And Republicans have to drive. I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to come no, but it's to more West than that. Virginia, that's why the, what you were just saying about how many can you knock on, uh, how many doors can you knock on in a day? That's why when they extend mail-in ballots for like six months before the election, yep. <laughs> that gives them a lot of time. They can drag their, a lot then, of time to knock on doors. You are absolutely right about that. The more time they have, and look, if they want to, I don't care. They're driving people who are, you know, Fetterman's mentality to the poll and tell them how to fill it out. But you got one day to do all your cheating. Here's here's the, the the issue I see. As I've been describing in the past couple of weeks, the United States is suffering from left left hemisphere hypoxia. You know, they say when you're on an airplane, put on your oxygen mask before you put on the mask of the person sitting next to you, because if you become hypoxic, you become delirious and you can't function. There are these videos where they'll put people in a in a in a pressurized chamber 
and they'll start lowering the oxygen percentage while having them answer math questions. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. The people who are becoming hypoxic don't know they're chicken scratching and writing gibberish garbage. Their brain tells them they're correct. And then when they increase the oxygen back to normal, they go, whoa, wait a minute. What did I write? I didn't even realize. Huh. Yeah, your brain's not working. So here's what happens. The Democrats are going after what I would describe as the hypoxic voter. <laughs> people, when you, imagine this. That is so beautiful. Seven years of <laughs> fake news about every subject. Yeah. And they're swimming in it. So they say your body is completely reborn every seven years, right? Every cell in your body has changed for seven years. These are people whose entire existence is within the confines of the media narrative fake news machine lying about everything. Mm-hmm. That is the left hemisphere of our country's brain, shriveled, withered, and hypoxic. <laughs> How do you get the, and, and they're voting. Yes. So the problem is, you will get a calm, rational, like even Bill Maher, who's a liberal, will complain about wokeness and say there's something wrong with this. He's trying to, to, to understand, but even he is somewhat trapped in, the, in, the, in those fake narratives. He's going to be in my sane liberals club. Right. Oh, nice. But so how do you convince someone? Like, imagine this. Imagine you're on a plane and all of the oxygen masks drop down. Everyone on the right side of the plane puts their mask on. Right, right, right. All of the masks on the left are broken. And then when the people on the right are saying, put, them, put this mask on, they're going, get away from me, you fetch. And they're swinging at you. Then they say, we're gonna, we want the pilot to press the emergency button. You're like, no, stop. You're, you're hypoxic. You don't know what you're they're doing. Like, you're going to crash. And that's, what, that, that's how I view what's going on. I love on. that. That's my analogy. So the, so the issue is you get people like sane liberals like Bill Maher, people like me, people like Dave Rubin, former liberals, classic liberals, people who have not found themselves to becoming conservative. You will go to traditional liberals and desperately beg them to please just read the article from the New York Times mm-hmm. that says this. And mm-hmm. they go, uh, no, they're You're completely, absolutely right. completely demoralized. And then they will vote. They've always for Joe been Biden. like that. It's a very womanly party. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, why do you think you and some other sort of people who started left were able to put on oxygen masks? Though? Yeah. <laughs> like why, how come some of you are making it out? There is a same liberal liberals club, but a majority of people can't. Well, I think it has to do with even if your oxygen mask is on, the signals from your brain can't travel to the rest of your body if you have no spine. So for many of these people, it just didn't work. Yeah, there was and, no, no hope. Well, what I mean by that is there are a lot of people who know they're lying. There are a lot of people oh, who yes. are liberal who are just like, hey, man, if I speak up. Look, I get messages all the time from yes. people who are like, I really love your show. I respect what you do. And then I say, hey, man, you should speak up. I, I know pro athletes. And they'll say they'll message me saying like, "I wish I could, but I'll lose everything." And I'm no, like, "No, it's true." But I'm like, "Dude, you don't need to come out and wave a Trump flag. Right? You simply need to come Please out. Don't. When someone says something woke, go. I don't know about all that. That's it. That's all I'm saying. You're to totally do. right. They won't do it. They won't. Well, they might. You got to shake them. Some out of them of are. Some I think a are. lot of why you never went crazy, and like to answer your question, why some people don't get hypoxic mentally mm-hmm. is the um, like high altitude training. If you're constantly working the muscle, it, it, you're kind of able to yeah. resist. That's a that's a good point. The yeah, oxygen. So awesome. for, for me, I was traveling around. I was doing news. I was going to Trump rallies. So w- when a story would come Weren't out. Weren't they fun? They were fun. And Trump's a comedian. He's hilarious. So Not so funny anymore. Not any, He's lost it. He he's, doesn't have that same comedic. Uh, I, some people still really like what he's saying, but I, I do think he's lost a bit of it. Um, or a lot of it, I should say. But I would go to a Trump rally. And then I would talk with a Trump supporter. And I remember I'm in Fort Lauderdale. This is 2016, right? 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that in, was great. I'm in Fort Lauderdale and I'm talking to a woman 
I'd, I was think I was living in Miami. And she, I, I think, yeah, so maybe it might have been 2015. And she says, I've never voted before. I'm not a Republican. I'm an independent. Mm-hmm. But Trump seems he's the only person talking about issues that, that affect me and yes. my family. So then I would go to the newsroom at Fusion and they would say, Trump is courting white supremacists. And I would go, <laughs> no, the lady I met was like a construction worker or something. And yeah. they were like, that's not true. They're all Nazis. They're all racist. And I was like, no, I'm pretty there. sure that lady in Florida was just like yeah. some, right? One of the, one of the ladies I talked to was Hispanic. No, 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 no. Oh, Hispanics loved him in 2016. Especially I, in Florida. I, yes, I spend Christmas in, in Palm Beach, and I, I was going around to Christmas parties 2000. Oh, this is 2015, so when he first announced. And, and Wilbur Ross, um, who has a place in Palm Beach, he was like wandering around like a zombie starstruck, and he kept going up to everyone at these Christmas parties saying, I don't understand it. We're all for Jeb, and the Hispanic help is all for Trump. <laughs> Trump, I, I, I met a lot of Hispanic people uh, in Florida who were just like, we know what socialism is, man, Bernie scares us. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not surprising to me. You know, 2016, I thought um, my full, um, it was like a full-time job going around to bars in New York and convincing Bernie supporters that they had to vote for Trump. Full-time job or full-time hobby? Because well, I feel like you would have so much fun doing that. <laughs> well, you can love your job. But, it, but between, I mean, among the three of them, actually among all the candidates, Bernie and Trump are the closest, at least in what Trump said. Yeah, Trump was great on the campaign trail. I mean, I still didn't expect him to win. I thought for sure the comp- military complex had him down. Hillary had it. <laughs> and then when he when he won, I was like, like knocked out of breath. But then he went on script. Right after he got elected, he, he started reading off a prompt. And he hadn't done it the entire time yeah. he was running. And I was like, this guy's just a sham, isn't he? He's just a fake. And then he made John Bolton one of his dudes. Yep. And, the war machine moved on. He did get us out of Trans-Pacific Partnership. I think he, I don't know if he realized the level that the liberal economic order was planning to become the new world order. No, no, no. It's not like, don't give me the, oh, we tried. They start, you know, too bad he wasn't president. He didn't try. He didn't care. He wanted to sit in bed and tweet. That Trans-Pacific Partnership, I never told anyone this because I'm very, um, I'm, I'm a vault if, if, if I talk to a politician, but it, it leaks like two months later. So I can say it now. I went to see Trump like February, um, of 2017 after he was elected. And I just stood at the resolute desk and yelled at him for 15 minutes. And I didn't use the F word first, but once he used it, Ooh, was that flying? So I think the entire West wing heard it and that's how it eventually leaked. But trans-Pacific partnership, I said, what are you doing? What are you doing? Where is it? You haven't done any, you're not starting on the wall. You haven't done anything with trans-Pacific partnership. And he, he, he didn't know. He didn't care. Kim Kardashian was his next appointment. Did you feel like that was the problem with Trump's uh, time in office that he didn't have enough people pushing him to keep his campaign? No, I don't you don't who, think he who hires the people? But, he brought in Jared Kushner. Yeah, he did look. He ran for president before. At this point, Tim Pool was in sixth grade when Trump first ran for president. What year was two thousand? I don't know. When was he running on? No, because it was uh, it was Obama Reform Party, right? Yeah. And what did he run on? He ran on um, um, Obama not being born in this country. So he hey, activates hey, hey, Hannah Claire the is crazy. younger than I am, mind you. She knows that. We've seen that for a long time. He activates the crazies. It doesn't work. The, the three elections since 2016 haven't worked. Activating the crazies this way, that way, that the, the election was stolen. Um, the one time he won was when he ran on my book, Adios America. It was just something he thought that might work. 
And so he ripped off the arguments in a rather stupid and ignorant way. Still, he was making the arguments. I would write in Trump we trust again because given the options, but he believes none of it. He understands none of it. Of course he could have hired the right. My question is, who gave him your book, right? Like, I feel like he must have at one point been around people. But who was like, you should read this book. It's a good idea, right? Because it it was a strong book. He knew... When he ran, and I was making fun of him on the on the when he ran the first time on the Obama birth certificate. One of my friends was a reporter in New York, and he said he's reporting on Trump, and they're all and he was threatening to run for president, and he's talking about the Obama birth certificate. And my friend, um, I think it was New York Times reporter. Anyway, he emailed me and said. Everybody else who says you're wrong about the birth certificate, he's denouncing, he's calling these horrible names, and somebody yelled out, hey, Ann Coulter says, um, whatever I had said about him being completely wrong. It was a crazy idea. And my friend said he started to attack because that was the mode he was in. Oh, I know what it was. It was specifically Ann Coulter says you're never going to run. And he starts to do the attack and then pulled back and said, well, she'll just have to wait and see. So he knew to be careful about crossing me, mm-hmm. even back then. And he had invited me to lunch, which I went to only because I wanted, when I walk on the beach in Palm Beach, to jump over and go in the swimming pool. <laughs> um, and so he had been appealing to me. He, Mm-hmm. I think he had just like this animal sense of she says things that are popular with Americans. Yeah. Interesting. But I think that was the end of it. He obviously did not care about immigration. But he so he didn't come through with his immigration platforms, but was polling pretty well up until COVID. Do you think that the American public also forgot that he had promised to do all these things? I mean, what was no, the- I think the only votes Trump got were were opposition votes. Really? To Biden and the craziness and Antifa and and Black Lives Matter. And even though he all he did was tweet law and order exclamation point, at least he's not these people. Yeah. But the Black Lives Matter summer was like pretty crazy. That wasn't enough to push him over the edge. He didn't. Well, A, he didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah he couldn't. He, he should have brought in the military. Yeah, he should have. I mean, Portland, especially after 100 yeah. days of firebombing a federal building and he didn't do anything yeah. about it. They burned down the police precincts in, in Minneapolis. And, 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 these, and by the way, who suffers the most? Um, people in the bad neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. I agree. Look, I can't get down with anyone that's platform is. That's bad. That's, that's worse. So put me in. Like, for why? Give me a reason to live. Yes. You know, not just a reason to push death away. Yes. I want, I want to pull up uh, your Substack, and we have this uh, Ann Coulter Substack, Unsafe. You have this, this is really interesting letter from the New York Times executive editor Joe Kahn to staff writing about what happened with the, the trans uh, rights activists and leftist activists coming after them. But uh, do you want to give us the gist of it and break well, down? Well, it was leaked to me. I was the first one to send it out. Um, I mean, I know this from other reporters at the New York Times that they they do still have some serious journalists who know how to do journalism. They're very smart. They're very skilled. But then, I don't know, a few years ago, they brought in all the wokesters. And it's just like this cloud of locusts who go around (laughs) attacking people who are doing the actual job of putting a newspaper out. And the the executive editor is this guy, Joe Kahn. Um, I looked him up on Wikipedia, a very impressive person. He's old-style New York Times, which I disagreed with. It was liberal, but it was written well, and they didn't lie. Um, the crazy thing, this letter, he's sending it around because actual 
I guess, reporters and editors and probably HR representatives at the New York Times have signed on to this letter representing the trans people attacking the New York Times for its coverage of trans issues. And it's a very gentle letter, but it is him standing up to the wokesters saying, you can't be an activist and attacking people at the organization you work for. And that's the gist of the letter, which shows that there are still some sane people at the New York Times, and who knows? And as soon as they retire, yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the woke people take over, and then the New York Times, I wouldn't be surprised if they changed their name to, like, you know, uh, downwithwhitenesstimes.org or something. The only reason I think they wouldn't is because it's such an institution and they get to say we are the oldest newspaper and therefore we are the authority on culture Newspaper of record, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, they'll add the tagline, democracy dies in darkness or something. One of my commenters on on Substack said, if you didn't do this for a living, would you subscribe to the New York Times? (laughs) And I thought about it. No, no, I'd, I'd read the Daily Mail every day. But they have 10 million <laughs> members paying what, like 10 bucks a month? Some ridiculous I number. mean, in some ways it is the leading newspaper in America, right? People think of it first when they think it's of It's just fake news yes. garbage. Yeah, I mean, they people are, it's, it would be better to subscribe to your local newspaper and get actual news from people who know what's going on in your life. That's but instead, be AP, if you though. want to feel like you are, I mean, some stuff is going to be AP, but local crime for example that's going to be local yes. reports things that will actually, or daily mail right things that will impact <laughs> your life you need someone who's actually reporting on them and yeah. i think people instead see it as like oh well i'm i'm an informed intellectual i i i list i read the uh, new york times i mean i know some people who very well intentions will tell me oh i listen to the new york times daily podcast and that's where i get a lot of my news and they're they're doing an honest effort to be informed right, right? but uh, it's hard to then look at them and be like but that's not the one. Please. You got TomTimCast.com? I do, all the there time. I know. Well, they, they do still have some good reporters, but you really have to search for it. Mm-hmm. And it, it, isn't that strange that you have to search for the good reporters? And I think they are the not editors are often, you know, sucking some of the information out. For example, the race of any black criminal. Mm-hmm. Oh, in Sweden, it's crazy. I remember... Uh, when I was covering the news, covering the big story in Sweden, when Trump came out and said last night in Sweden, I went there. They actually not only would they blur the, the the skin of the criminal, they would alter the pixel color to make it seem like it was a white person who got blurred. Whoa, yeah. that's crazy, huh? It's like, dude, come on, that's that's more racist in my opinion. Wow. Yeah, yeah going. It's it's all just still racism. The idea that you can't like the. the they were basically saying the population could not handle learning that not white people would commit crimes. Yeah, so like any person can commit a crime, dude. Come on, yeah. that's what they do. That's what they do. Also and that's, putting a lot of girls at risk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you go like fully independent now? Are you you're totally independent at the moment? Well, I always have been. Oh, so you just like I've never do, worked? I mean, since I left you, Senate Judiciary Committee, basically. Are you going <laughs> to write another book? You, no, I'd love to written? ask you guys. For one thing, I've written 13 books, all New York Times bestsellers. They're wow. excellent books. They Yes, thanks to Vanessa. Um, my publicist <laughs> is sitting here. Um, I think, I, for one thing, I think I've said it all. I mean, Mugged is about crime. It's the, I've said it all. Mm-hmm. Immigration, Trump, we, in Trump We Trust, I'm telling you, that is a great book, even though he turned out to be a grifter and a liar. Um, what he was, what he was saying and doing was great. Um, demonic on the French Revolution and mob behavior about Antifa. I don't think there's any better explanation of that. Treason, the history of 
um, of um, a lot of our wars. Um, if you wanted to know about impeachment, I don't think there's... You wouldn't write about DeSantis. You wouldn't write about... I, well, I need a point. I mm-hmm. don't write, oh, when he was born in Mississippi. People- there's got to be an over a point that I don't think people know. And I, I think every one of these books guilty about the victimology culture and everybody wanting to be a victim he who was offended first wins um there's so much great stuff in that books that anything that is a large topic i've already written about it which is more than i thought i was going to write i thought i was done after my third book and after every book i'd say that's it i got nothing else you thought you were done after your third book and then 10 books later my bodyguard always said to me you say that after every book have publishers (laughs) given you a hard time with uh, the topics that you choose, or do you find that you get free reign? Because you are such an established, you know, intellectual. You, well, my you write second great book stuff. that um, your older listeners may have heard me say this. Um, my the 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 story in book publishing is you don't make money on your first bestseller; you make it on the advance to your next book. Well, my first book, Out of the Gate, High Crimes and Misdemeanors, it was a New York Times bestseller, and for quite a while, um, and. I couldn't get a second book published. <laughs> wow. I had a publisher. I wrote the book. My editor died. Um, he was magnificent. I dedicated the book to him. Um, and the publisher, HarperCollins, Rupert Murdoch's HarperCollins, took the opportunity to cancel the book. And I had, you know, the star agent, Joni Evans. She was the hotshot book agent. She's shopping it around to all of her pals at the, on Publishers Row in New York City. And they absolutely would not publish a book by me. And she'd send me their emails back, back to me saying things like, "We." No, my second book was slander about liberal lies about the American right, a lot about the media. Man, that's a good book. Um, and they'd write to her, we do not think this would move the public dialogue forward. What? And I emailed Joni back saying, you know, that's so weird because I thought publishers made money on the basis of how many books sold, not Matt, how many inches. They moved the public dialogue. For and anyway, it was the number one book all summer when Crown Publishing finally published it. Wow. And I taunted Publishers Row all year. <laughs> There's always going to be something to write about because now with like defund the police, with crime running rampant. the it's next all in mugged. Well, but I, I just mean like the next thing's going to come soon, right? The left will come out with some some new insane policy idea, and then yes. you're going to be like, "Oh heavens me, time to write a book." Yeah. Have you? Or would you update Adios America because immigration is not getting better? In fact, it's Biden, all it's gotten worse. there. I think every word is perfect. But you wouldn't. <laughs> I'm add sorry, to it? I'm sounding like Ian now. <laughs> you true. wouldn't you update it with a, as always. You wouldn't update it with a new chapter after after a Biden term. Biden let in five million illegals. I think it, the book is perfect. It's like going back and trying. Actually, the Mona Lisa isn't that great. I'm You're gonna run for say, office. Touching up. It's the wonderful in its simplicity. Run for, <laughs> run for president. The way or, I talk, no. <laughs> well, I don't know. Trump talks, you know, in a in its crude fashion. It's not crude. It's that. Um, Unlike apparently everyone, as we found out today, who works for Fox, I say what I think is true. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is my my intro letter to Substack. I didn't mention any particular conservative network, but it's all about being on TV and having a job. And, okay, you may not like what I'm saying, and maybe sometimes I'm wrong. Um, But you can always be sure that I am saying what I believe to be true. We now have all of the Fox hosts 
saying they knew Trump's election claims were BS. They knew it was crazy. They thought Giuliani was out of his mind and Cindy Powell was out of her mind. And they're going on TV and presenting it to the viewers. So I blame Fox News as much as Trump for what's happened to the Republican Party and why. Who was it that was saying, did you, did you say you have, you have friends who it was January 6th, they say they'll never vote Republican again? Mm. It wasn't me. Oh, maybe it was downstairs in the maybe pool. downstairs because of the way it was handled. People say they'll never vote Republican after yeah, the way just it was handled. That it was so out. No, that it was outrageous that it even happened. They are blaming Republicans for that. Well, why did it happen? Why is it still happening? Because, and I, look, some of these people are my friends in conservative talk radio and TV, and I yell at them all the time. They say, oh, when we have you on, you know, ratings go down. Everybody's mad. Everybody writes in. They're, so, they're oh, Trumpsters. I don't believe that. I fundamentally do not believe that when you go on, their ratings go down. You well, not ratings go down, but they get a lot of hate mail. Well, I'm sorry. No, it, I, it is the most listened to yeah, of the show. Say. Is MSNBC inviting you on to talk bad about Trump? <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. You have to say the same. But... Uh, well, I think what happened, the reason they feel like they're getting more viewers and they're getting less hate mail is after the 2020 election, I, I have TV on in every room of my house to MSNBC so that I can just walk through the room and hit the mute button and never miss anything they say. Even I couldn't listen to it after, for A, it's very repetitive, but B, once Biden wins, Democrats have the House, Democrats have the Senate. It's like, do I want to see you know, moment by moment report on a slow motion plane crash. There's nothing we can do. We're being going to be strangled to death until it gets fun, until Youngkin ran, until DeSantis is running. Then it'll be fun again. So I think normal people, and I'm not even normal, and I couldn't watch political news. I was just watching forensic files. So the only people I think still tuning into cable news are the are the Trump fanatics. Let me, let me, let me pull up this story from The Guardian. This is... Uh Fox News hosts thought Trump's election fraud claims were total BS. It's a quote. Court filings show comments by Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, and Laura Ingram revealed in $1.6 billion Dominion defamation lawsuit. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blah, blah, blah. Quote, he's acting like an insane person. Hannity allegedly wrote of Trump in the weeks following the elections. Even billionaire Fox owner Rupert Murdoch. I don't think it's allegedly. Did they write allegedly? Yeah, they wrote allegedly. It's, it's in the documents. He says, meanwhile, Carlson, one of the network's most prominent and controversial stars, was disdainful of Sidney Powell, a senior Trump attorney, who repeatedly claimed Dominion's machines flipped votes cast uh, for Trump to Biden. But didn't, uh, he says, Sidney Powell is lying, he wrote to a producer, the Dominion lawsuit alleges. He referred to Powell in a text as an unguided missile and dangerous as hell. Didn't Tucker get get attacked because he was critical of Sidney Powell and says she has no evidence? I don't think the Guardian piece is telling the story right. I read yeah, it I on NBC and Forbes and I thought, I thought Axios, I think, had it first. And no, there, there are very direct quotes showing that they were what they were telling their viewers is not what they believed. And they are doing that still today, acting like, oh, Trump, he's the greatest. He tried to build the wall. 
But I think I think Tucker got and all of them off camera. One hundred percent agree with me on Trump. And I say, why won't you say this on radio? Why are you leaving me out there all alone? Like I'm the nut against Trump when you know damn well I'm right. We're at my dinner table. You're telling me this. Oh, because yeah, they'll get mad at us. I just, I have to. I have to break it to them slowly. Don't worry, Anne. It's coming. It's coming. Okay, that's why you need to follow me on Substack. You can learn it from me first and not be lied to. Do you feel like that's the fate of news media today? Like you have to find independent people who are operating on independent platforms? What is it the sure point? seems like it. So what? Do you, how do you get your news? You say that you keep up with the oh, all the saying. not safe for work sites. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, uh, and podcasts. Probably you guys, at, but you're safe for work. Yeah. Well, I mean, not completely. Sometimes, Sometimes people swear. That's where you work. We, we we tell people the rules on swearing. <laughs> it's like a guideline, not a rule. If you swear, well, you know, it's just that some people have their kids in the room. The problem, like right. the problem that Sidney Powell and, and Giuliani and all these people made is they made definitive claims about things they suspected. I never saw the evidence. I believe if a proprietary voting machine is tallying votes in secret and we can't watch the algorithm that's deciding how the votes are coming out, that's a problem because we can't confirm if they did it for real or if they cheated and flipped the votes. We don't know. But to say that they cheated you better have the evidence you better have the proof here's because that's a defamation i mean obviously my, a defamation claim my issue is that i think did you read the article from time magazine the shadow campaign to fortify the election or whatever famous let me let me, let me. oh i heard about this yeah let me let me try and pull this one up time magazine oh they just uh, the secret history of the shadow campaign i'm not going to log in let me see if i can just do this the secret history of the shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election is what they called it and they talk about all of the procedural changes they enacted to oh, yeah. benefit Democrats. They did that right in front of our eyes. Mm-hmm. Everybody they, could and, see it happening. And they did it through a legal process yeah. that some argued was unconstitutional, and we didn't get that adjudicated. The problem I had is early on after the election, everybody was talking about Dominion. They were talking about yes. hacking voting systems. They're talking about watermarked ballots, China sending in fake ballots, all of these things. And I'm yep. like, this is crazy. Yep. They were talking about Donald Trump getting reinstated on March 8th, like the true date of inauguration. Yes. It's not going to happen. Yes. And then they got mad at me, not saying everybody, but some people got mad at me saying, Tim is, is refusing to accept it. Now that I'm still in the exact same place where I'm like, yes, they changed the rules. They changed yes. the laws. And that's a problem. Now people are going, huh, so you finally agree with us on the elections, eh, Tim? And I'm like, no, peop, I, yes. people were saying that Trump was going to get inaugurated in secret and that Biden, some people were arguing that Biden was was in on it with Trump yes. and that he was acting as a dummy president in a fake White House to protect Trump. I'm like, none of that is true. Yes. And then people will still say, how did Joe Biden get 81 million votes? Uh, they sent out 81 million, they probably sent out 100, yeah. they probably sent out 300 million mm-hmm. ballots right. and then crossed their fingers. They set up in Wisconsin, they had those those boxes you could just go and dump stuff. Yeah. Wisconsin, I think, later ruled it unconstitutional, but then it got reversed or something like that. In Pennsylvania, they defied their own constitution. The legislature got yes. together and they, they were about to enact a, a universal mail-in vote. Voting stopped because they realized the Constitution required them to actually have it on the, in a newspaper and on the ballot. So then they changed the wording somehow and pushed it through anyway. Republicans negotiated that deal with Democrats a year before the 2020 election. All of that prestige, procedural stuff happened. How did Joe Biden get all those votes? People weren't voting for Joe Biden. They were voting against Trump. Yes. Mm-hmm. Democrats did things like voting in the park where they were like, oh, our, vote, vote, our polling stations are overflowing. So go to the park. They did things like knocking on someone's door. Where did door. they vote in the park? That it happened. I'm pretty sure it happened all over. I don't, uh, but I know for sure there was a big uh, issue with Wisconsin. And there was a lawsuit specifically about whether or not it was they were legal. Uh, it was it was constitutional to do this. 
Ultimately, what, what, what so we had... So what, did they fill out the absentee ballot in the park? Or did they move the machines to the park? They, like, set up voting locations in the park, something like that. And you could, like... Okay. I think it was absentee, and you drop it in a box Just, or like, something. Just, like, on the fly, on election day, they said it's too crowded here, and you should set up here? Well, let me make sure I have the specifics, because it's been a really long time since we've It doesn't even matter, because you were right. The changed rules for COVID are things liberals have been trying to do for 20 years, and they used COVID as an excuse to push it through. And it wasn't Dominion. That's the kind of argument that the left makes and that they did make against incidentally well, they've contested every elect presidential election they've lost this century mm-hmm. it's true every I, I, single one i do but think ian's republicans right republicans are the uh, are the bad ones yeah the Ian, this is the first one we contested with all new voting rules whomever lost this election and it was obviously going to be trump whomever whichever side lost was going to be ticked off about this election you can't give create all new rules that have never existed before yeah. and not expect the losing side to be ticked off we should have been ticked off and you're completely right it was the new covid rules but I, but and, and they've persisted and so I think the yes, reason... Yes, they have. Yes, they have. <laughs> the, the midterm election, everyone's shocked. How is this possible that all the polls showed Republicans should have swept, but then it was, an, it was a narrow victory, and it's because likely voters don't matter anymore. The pollsters... That's are, a great point. Yeah. They're, they're looking for people who they think are likely to vote, not realizing that that 20-year-old kid who's playing Overwatch in his, in his, in his right. living room, knock on the door, and he gets up and he's like, wow, I'm the What election? And they're like, did you fill out your bag? He's like, no. And they're like, we're going to keep coming to your house and knocking on your door until you fill that out. Okay, okay fine. I'll fill it out. What do I do? Biden? Right. There you go. Have Get out. Get out. Right. Or mom comes home and she goes, did you fill out your ballots? No, mom, I don't care. Fill out your ballots so you're not getting lunch money. And then the kids fill it out. Or the inverse. The woke college student shows up and says, Mom, if you vote for Donald Trump, I swear. Okay, honey, fine. I'll vote for Joe Biden. And then she fills it out. That's the kind of thing Democrats did. And the oh, nursing homes. And, and, and going into nursing homes. And here's Getting the Getting John thing. Fetterman types. There was, a, I think it was in Pennsylvania. I'm not sure which state it was. Where, this was recently. It was like the AG said, it's legal to ballot harvest in nursing homes. All they have to do is sign a consent form yeah. and allow the individual who walks in to be their caretaker. Yeah. So I'm telling people in, I think, more than half the country, ballot harvesting is legal. Democrats are going nuts saying we don't care if they want us in, in the office. All that matters is they sign their name. Yes. yes. So people are wondering why, why, why did Biden get so many votes, but down ballot, it didn't. Because the people who are filling this out don't know, don't care. They're just filling out Biden and nothing else. Because you're getting activists going door to door saying vote for Biden. And they don't know anything uh, anything else about these other candidates. It's but if be- you, if anything was going to be done about it, it had to be done before the election. Sending out uh, tweets saying, "Oh, this is going to be unfair." That's not going to do. And anything. right now, Republicans need to be doing everything they can to yes. prepare yes. for twenty twenty four, cleaning up the voter rolls, cleaning up the voter rules. What people need to understand about Ron DeSantis winning in Florida, there, everyone wants the narrative to be. His policies are so popular, he swung a, a, a blue, a purple state red with a million point, with a million vote lead, when in reality, there's two big things he did. One, his policies attracted all of the moderate to conservative individuals around the country to flee to Florida, yes. massively increasing he his margins. He flipped it red. But he also cleaned up the state in terms of how voting is done. Yes. So they, 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 they reverted a lot of these rules. They cleaned up the rules. Yes. Lo and behold, DeSantis wins. Yes. Yes, absolutely right. That's what we got to do That's right now. That's another hit he has. That's why I say he's given us everything. Also, but if he's going to win in 2024, if, he's gonna, if he is going to run. We need all these states to do it. Yep. Yes, you're absolutely right. Yep. And not complain about Dominion. The, the, 
I, I don't like proprietary machines secretly tallying votes. We That should be an open source process where people can verify. I talked to Matt Gates about it, um, and he's full on interested in blockchain as a verification for our votes. So like you still make your vote in person via paper or whatever, but it's tallied on some or multitude of digital, you know, immutable systems where we can like cross reference that the vote's still exactly what you want it, what you intend for it to be. Because if you just hand your vote to a corporation or anybody that does it in the back room in secret and then sends out the tally afterwards, like that's not secure. I don't, I'm not saying that they cheated. Well, that it's just could not a be, but the system. COVID rules are the big problem. Do you think that there's a single major issue going into 2024? Like you personally believe immigration is the number one immigration issue. crime, and I think I could be wrong about this, but I think what they did to us over COVID yeah. is still going to be big. I want to. I wanna... I'm still bitter. Anybody and are with still kids who sent their their kids to school were masked. Their mm-hmm. kids, you know, they weren't getting enough oxygen. It the businesses that had their to growth, close. businesses went bankrupt. Yeah. I think, uh, and that was what led so many people to move to Florida. How, how I want to. I, I got to do. I got to do a quick, quick. Yeah, uh, the mask thing. How many quick days correction. Did you I got to do oh. a quick correction on uh, on the on the Fox News thing. Everyone's ragging on all these 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 personalities, but I have the tweet right here from uh, November 2020. Tucker Carlson said, quote, he would give Sidney Powell the whole hour on his show, but she refused to provide evidence and told them to stop contacting her. No, he my, he, I was saying, I think you had, the Guardian had a bad quote from the secret documents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I was just saying because- so yes, we, on that one to narrow sure thing, he did say that, but there were other- He got roasted for it. But that that's not the point. The point is he was also raising, well, there were other quotes suggesting that he thought the whole- thing was crazy and trump was bad well yeah but on his show he said i'm not forget sydney powell no, drop no, sydney powell i'm not talking about her <laughs> he, he did a show talking about the whole election fraud narrative where he was basically like it's not true there's no evidence she's making it up she right right right. she he, he, using her in the context of this is okay, not i'm gonna true ha- no i'm evidence. gonna go get my computer and get the nbc article they were all saying that yeah that, that they were still talking about trump and maybe there's something to this not sydney powell particularly yeah she was the craziest of them all can i i have a different question do you mind if i oh change yeah subject? Okay. Uh, what do you think of the effort to impeach Mayorkas? Do you think it's going to work? Do you think he's going to resign? Because when McCarthy was trying to become speaker, he had the whole, and I think Cruz wrote a letter too, saying either you uh, resign now because you've done such a terrible job or you are I you like impeach. it a lot better than Hunter Biden's laptop. That's like oh, Benghazi. Yeah? Who cares? They've got to stop this nonsense. Nobody, like, we didn't get, we didn't, Benghazi was a disaster for, for our side. Um, I think Russia was a disaster for their side. This endless investigation. Could you get something done? We're out. We're dying out here. So hearings that are toward something, toward a policy change, pass immigration laws, impeach Mayorkas. Yeah, I think that would be great. Do you think that my other question for you is, so we just released Biden's health document. They say he's fit and ready to serve. Do you believe that? Do you think Biden is healthy? No, I think it's really obvious to everyone. Yeah. I mean, Democrats. So who do you think the Democrats are going to field in 2024? Exactly where I was going. Weekend at Bernie's. Really? I think they have. I mean, I could look, I could be wrong. He could die. Maybe they can't even do we, but they have the whole media behind them so they can get away with anything. Do you think they'll run him again? They could do another fake COVID and say, oh, we can't have debates, COVID. They have the media, the uh, legacy media have so much power. 
And the reason I think they do Weekend at Bernie's is take Biden out. Who do they got? No Newsom. one. Um, a, he's a white male. Yep. Um, I think I, maybe these will be fa- famous last words. I think he's a preposterous candidate and what he's done to that state. Um, no, I think they go very COVID. quickly to AOC, Ilhan Omar, yes, Kamala. AOC. I think they're, they're all the ones that you would consider. Well, I, actually, he might not be that bad. They're all white men. So they're not running a white man. I think it would be really funny to see AOC as president because she'd probably rip all her hair out over the foreign policy stuff. <laughs> She'd lose her mind. She's not. She is. She is not mentally capable of dealing with foreign policy. Yeah, the war machine. I'm not trying to be mean no. to her. No, she can't. A, a, a Brooklyn, Bronx, AOC. You, I, I look, man. Show her a photograph of what's going on in Yemen, and she's going to be like, I don't want to do this job anymore. Can you imagine AOC meeting with Vladimir Putin? Like oh. President AOC meets President Putin. I don't know. Maybe that seems actually. crazy to me. But I mean, look, my point is more so. When when they go to her and say, "Here's the photos of the sarin, here's a video of the sarin gas attack," what would you have? Oh, you do? believed her crying photo at the cage? No, 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 no. I think she can cry and she can be a social media influencer. But you put her and you show her real conflict, and she will literally cry and say, "I don't want to do this anymore. It was a mistake." Yeah, or you'd be she like, "Hey, so what are we going to do with Lockheed? What, where are the 160 billion she, going?" She freaked out because a cop knocked on her door. Remember that story from January 6th? Right, but that's all their phoniness. You think AOC is strong enough to handle a modicum of foreign policy? I I think think so. I think Democrats are absolutely bloodless. (laughs) If if she saw you be decapitated right here, right now, I think she'd give a nice little smile. I don't think so. I think she'd she No, I don't think she'd so. throw up. I think she should panic. No. So no, I think you're talking about all of her oh the children in cages and I'm so afraid. I I, I see insurrectionist. I, I think I, she's a total AOC fraud. is a I agree. She's a millennial influencer who lives right. in, <laughs> but but she lives in the pastel safe spaces world of of wokeness. The, the, these people cry because they have to work eight hours on the weekends. You see that video of that uh, woman? No, I'm not contesting that they're... they're but so you, you, you ask her to carry a heavy box and she's going to really freak out. Yeah. Oh, she'll fake cry about immigrants, ask her to do work, and she'll start bawling her eyes out. I also don't Bring think her, we're going to have and don't want to have a girl president. No, and I think it'll happen. Um, how about my Nikki Haley? Oh, yeah. Speaking let's of girl presidents. <laughs> uh, let me see. Here we go. You guys ready? And I haven't heard this. From NBC News, Ann Coulter tells Nikki Haley... No, 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 no. Play the segment. Well, people got to know what the context the ideas. is. Oh. Well, that's just lies. Right. So so, okay. so Ann says they're lying. They're, they're claiming you said t- t- you told Nikki Haley to go back to your own country in a racist rant against the new GOP presidential candidate. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I can actually open this, though, because what? it's... What? Uh, you can't play it? Okay, no, here we go. You Leftovers. Or is that what he's left? I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear that. Um, he's not. Uh, All right, we're getting it. We're getting it. From the law, the New York boxer, but yeah, keep going for ridiculous care of other Democrats. Here we go. All right. Maybe Bernie Sanders. Here we go. That is um, that's a good point. I agree with that. Uh, <laughs> now, Nikki Haley, I went this whole speech yesterday. Anybody that's ever go. known her, worked with her will tell you she's the most ruthless, treacherous, backstabbing snake in the world. But then all these political people are calling me and saying, what does that have to do with anything? That's perfect for politics. That's not a disqualification to run. What do you think? Um, that None of those words would have been the word I'd use for oh. her. Mine is, is shorter and simpler. It's <laughs> okay. Uh, 
She's an absolutely ridiculous character, and the only people say they support her are people who probably genuinely are um, sexist. And, oh, I support the girl. Oh, good for you. You like girls. Um, no, she's utterly, completely, preposterously ridiculous. Uh, I don't think she will get more than 2% of the vote. Um, and you know how I hate making predictions about things like that. But she's just a preposterous creature. Um, but she, her candidacy did remind me that I need to immigrate to India so I can demand they start taking down um, parts of their history. <laughs> Well, you are a good. What's with the worshiping? What's with the worshiping of the cows? They're all starving over there, and they're worshiping cows. Do you know they have a a a a, a rat temple where they worship rats? Look, is that, is that true? Hey, baby cake. Why don't you go back to your own country and reconsider that history? Oh. How about Gandhi's behavior with little girls? Can we review hey, that? Hey, wait a minute. As you may know, I am referring to Nikki Haley. Um, um, child of immigrants, governor of, of South Carolina, who immediately um, after, you know, some some psychopath does a, the mass shooting at the church. Yeah, 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 hideous. Oh, what will I do? Let's take down the Confederate flag from from the South Carolina uh, capital. As you know, Mark Simone, I am descended from Union soldiers. It's my history. This is my country, lady. I'm not an American Indian, and I don't like them taking down all the monuments. Well, I consider them monuments. And so, so the article makes it seem by cutting out of the context that you said, go back to your country, lady. Yeah. When what you were saying was, if you're going to take down our history, why don't you go look at what your country is doing with their no, I'm history? I'm going to immigrate to India and demand they take down any cow statues. I can tell well, you why you, the you cow is say, venerated, by the you way. You said, why don't you go back to your own country and consider that history? Yeah. So I, I would, I would, my argument would be, it doesn't sound like you're saying, go back to your country. You're saying visit your country to learn I'm saying about specifically and i go on to talk about the indians i'm also you know unlike elizabeth warren i'm not an indian <laughs> that is part of american history we should revere it and i do revere it and we do revere it um you're I, saying basically be aware of your own heritage before you start tearing down someone else's well no th this is my country and these are parts of it and i'm really getting sick of having our history stripped and 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 lied about but just taken away i mean should we take down the statue of sitting bull he killed a lot of white europeans lots of them and then he toured with buffalo bill and annie oakley and yeah and became statue kind of a celebrity and a hero um and yeah you could say he was he was a monster and he and he just murdered all of these people um no it's part of our history we have a really cool country with a really cool history and like i say I'm descended from people on the Union side, but the Civil War and the Confederacy, there's a reason both Indians and Confederates are actually very similar this way. They are admired by Americans for their courage and honor, both of them, even though, well, some Indians were lovely and peaceful and they couldn't, they were so happy the Europeans got here. They had their, their big badass European friends with guns to protect from, from them from the other Indians who were slaughtering them. The Comanche, um, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, that's that's why, I mean, why were the Wampanoag over on the coast so that we yeah. could celebrate Thanksgiving with right. them? Because they had been driven there by the Iroquois. They're like hanging on for right. dear life. And, oh, Europeans show up and you guys got guns. But having said that, and just beastly animalistic sav- savagery that some of the Indian tribes practice, at the same time, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's really cool that, that, that some of these same very savage tribes had a rule that you had to look at your opponent in the eye as he's killing you. As he's torturing you, you would throw abuse at him. There's something so macho and cool about that. And that's why so many Americans, like Elizabeth Warren, lie and claim to be Indians. That's why sports teams are named after Indians. That's why so much of our military uh, armaments, the Apache, they're named after Indians. And it's the same thing with the Confederates. Yeah, it was a losing cause. The men fighting didn't have slaves. It was an utterly backward feudal system. If they had won, we'd be a third world country right now. Um, but the men who fought. Uh, There'd be two countries. It would. They were so crazily brave. When they reenact Gettysburg, which they're probably not allowed to do anymore, every year. The Union soldiers, this was, I don't know, five, ten years ago, they were so overcome with the courage of, of the Confederate soldiers who, who were just giving up the, their lives and got slaughtered, slaughtered, slaughtered. That both The Union soldiers and their, their reenactors, they're all crying about the courage of the Confederates. We admire them for courage and honor and... The guys fighting didn't have slaves. Give me a break. I think it was like, uh, what, 5% of the South had slaves? Like yeah. some very, yeah. Yeah. There were a lot of landowners that didn't have to go do the but, fighting themselves. Right. I mean, yes. Right. Yeah, right. Yes. It was a lot like the illegal immigrant, you know, cheap workers today, I might add. Um, at the beginning of Adios America, this is the last thing I'll say about this. At the beginning of Adios America, like chapter one, I have a quote from Louis Brandeis, liberal Jewish Supreme Court justice describing and i don't remember this off the top of my head but i remember the concept of it he said when you become an american citizen it's more than learning um the customs the rules the pledge of allegiance the laws you must love this country with all of your heart it is it should be a part of you and i feel that way i know immigrants who feel that way i do nikki haley isn't one of them Mm -hmm. she's from south africa Hey, oh, you're not I, from here either. I can hey, answer. I was an anchor baby. I was born here. <laughs> the reason right, why gonna... they worship uh, cows in India is because out of their poop, cow poop grows psilocybin mushrooms. And is then that they really, eat the mushrooms that, and they trip. Why, yeah, ancient history, like is way back. True? Yeah, thousands of years. Oh gosh, that makes I don't, it I don't, so much I'm, worse. I'm pretty sure that's not true. <laughs> I, so do you I, have another reason yes, why? Yes, I do. I do. And it's I be, chaos so uh, <laughs> I, I, they don't eat them. What I learned from a friend of mine who is Hare Krishna and from India is that they don't because cows produced milk and they use that for all of their food in production. That too. And killing the cow 
<laughs> restricted your ability to produce Dude, milk. Christmas is also a, a it's a Amanita Muscaria tradition of the shaman getting mushrooms and then drying them out above the fireplace in socks. We're gonna we're gonna go to super chat and white, you know. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and become a member at Timcast.com because guess what? We actually do have a members only uncensored show. We already recorded it. We recorded the pre-show setup while we were talking about God and some other things. That will pop up on the front page of Timcast.com at 10 p.m. So that'll be available for you guys to watch as members. And uh, excuse me, let's read some super chats. Yeah, Tim, I think we should do more of those. By the way, I think that's Just, like a really good opportunity. Yeah, on Fridays maybe. Yeah, specifically. I mean, we would have more it, time it, with it, like it, Kanye, it, for instance. Yes, <laughs> you know? we should. We should yeah. consider that. All right. I'm not your buddy guy. Says, please help me escape Canada. Our country ruled today that the use of wartime measures against the truckers was not only lawful but appropriate. Help me. Not every. Well, I'm law not your. Is good. I'm not your friend, guy. If you have evil laws, friend, you kind of have a duty to to bypass them. I think the trucker thing was so incredible. What what they did in Canada. Yes. I feel like we should never stop talking about it. And yeah. I'm sorry that Canada hates you and hates freedom. I guess. All right, Miles <laughs> Kinslow says, "Hey guys, wish everyone well. If Ann Coulter ran for office, what would her slogan be?" Coulter gets results. Yes. Oh yeah. Well, there you go. Is that is that going to be your slogan when you when you run? Vanessa's You're, over there pitching as her like campaign manager. She's you said be you said we don't want a lady president. Yes. So you don't you don't think you would be no, a good president? No, when people tell well, me to run for president, I say I don't think there should be a woman president. And you're against women voting too, right? Yes. The boys even, always even yourself, like hate though? this. Well, every, yeah, the guys on the show are always the, like, oh, every, no. ladies, <laughs> the women are every like, time this comes up, we hear, I feel like a tense room where you guys are like, they're saying it. Why are they saying that? Oh, I don't <laughs> care. I'll strip the no, right no, to no. vote from my daughter, my future daughter. No, Why she not, has then? the right to vote. She's sentient just like I am. Mm. <laughs> I just think it's funny that you, you, like the, you guys are like, we should not be allowed to vote. And I'm like, okay. Well, no, I'm not giving up my vote. The other ladies have to. But if they give it up, I, I will sacrifice my vote, but they have to stop You know, voting. You know what would happen to this country if every woman didn't vote? Yeah, so we'd never have a Democrat would, president. Yeah, you'd never have a Democrat anything. The yep. the, the polls show that if yep. only men vote, only Washington and Oregon are blue. Yeah. Everything else is red <laughs> everywhere. And the men there are kind of women. Do you have aspirations to dive into <laughs> politics? No. No, 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 no. I, I want like to, too much. as on the, on the drive up here today, I was talking to one of my friends who was haranguing me because he couldn't get me on the phone saying you do only four things in life sleep more sleep skiing and i don't even remember what the fourth thing was um sleeping while you ski (laughs) so i like my life plan is yes to take lots of naps roll over send a tweet and have president desantis do it well there you go all right, Clint Torres says, Tim, typically you have my undivided attention, but Stargate, the movie, came on, so I'm going to be a bit distracted tonight. Ian, great show on Pop Culture Crisis today. Thanks, homie. Stargate is good. Stargate SG-1 was way better, but the movie's all right, you know. Amos Moses says, the Boondocks parody was hilarious. I'm sorry. What was that? They parodied you? The Boondocks? No, I thought they were talking about something you did. Yeah, yeah, they did it on the Boondocks. I think they, did, they had a, a feature of you on the Boondocks. It's a show from like way back when now. This is what happens when you're wildly successful and famous for telling That's the right. truth. Yeah, pretty much. Miss <laughs> Sale Fraga says Ann Coulter is anti-immigrant, not just illegals. Correct. Not. I mean, no, that is not really correct. I'm kind of joking by saying yes to that, but um, because I will bet you, compared to not only everyone in this room, but the person who just wrote that, I have more actual immigrant friends. 
um, have dated more immigrants, have gone to more immigrant weddings. So immigrant is the wrong way of putting it. I am against illegal immigration. I think legal immigration is way too high. Way, way, way too high. And why? Because I care about protecting American jobs. I mean, we're shipping all of our jobs to China and um, Macau and Mexico and and bringing in more people who will work for less. I mean, the H-1B visa um, holders, they, as I describe in Adios America, they are doing just ordinary computing work. We tell American citizens, STEM, STEM, you got to go to college, major in STEM. That's where the future is. And then we give all the cheap job, the, the inex- or cheap labor to do the STEM jobs. Now, why would Apple want to hire a bunch of Indians as opposed to a bunch of Americans? Because it's indentured servitude. You are attached to the company that brings you yep. in. And so if, if it, Apple can abuse you, underpay you if google gives you a better offer you can't go it is we banned indentured servitude and this is how they get around it's a modern workaround it's crazy yes yes it is so that's why i think legal immigration needs to come way down and also we just have a very very high immigrant population i think it's very dangerous to have these um you are supposed to you know they call it a melting pot you're supposed to melt would you be open to an immigration moratorium Open like, to it. I call for it yeah. in the last chapter. I said five years, but that was really a trick. I want it do you to be think for DeSantis, like 20 years. <laughs> would you, do you think DeSantis would uh, enact one? I mean, do you think there would be any U.S. president who would say, yes, we are going to temporarily pause immigration I mean, to heal our country? I mean, even when we've had immigration moratoriums, there were immigrants who would get in. We would mm-hmm. still, you know. It's never emergency. a full stop. Right. right. But, it's, but it's very, very heavy stop. Um, and yeah, I mean, the immigrants we've been bringing in nonstop for 80 years, how about we help them, their pay go up? Who is it hurting to say no more, m- no more immigrants? Not hurting me. My pool boy gets cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. My gardeners get cheaper. My life is fantastic. But the immigrants themselves ought to be charging a lot more to do that drywalling. They don't need to. <laughs> there are a million more, and they're coming right across the border. Let's read this from Joe A. He says, I was a student at Berkeley when Ann spoke. I was a moderate at the time, so I didn't attend. Watching the student's psychotic reaction to her presence started my path to the right. Excellent. Um, one thing I'd like to say about that, there were um, 2,000 Antifa there to stop me. Why did the speech go off without 2,000? Without a hitch. One reason. I had the Proud Boys. And that's why they want to destroy the Proud Boys and act like they're white supremacists when Gavin McGinnis is on air talking to, what's his name, Tariq, whatever it is, um, saying, we're not going to January 6th. Mm -hmm. We are not going. That is our official policy. They have like 30,000 members of the Proud Boys. And what, a dozen, two dozen of them went there? But the way they treat the Proud Boys as if they're talking about the Klan, it's because they don't want people like me to be protected. They don't want people like you guys to be protected. They don't want the poor, the poor students coming to see a speech by me. They don't want their to, them to be protected. All right. Heron Gaming says you should have a Mr. Bocus stream and donate to charity to fund stem cell treatment. I love that idea. It'd be hard to stream him. He doesn't stay in one place. We just much. get him to sleep he in the thing. He stayed in one place here. Yeah. yeah. He likes my code. He went back. He did well, like well, your code. It's so you funny. Can, you can use the lint roller yeah. to get all the... Oh, thank you. Buckus <laughs> 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 take a little bucko with you for the road. 
All right. Eagle Eye says, I disagree that Soros saying DeSantis is ruthless isn't a compliment for him. <laughs> it, considering Soros himself is considered a Machiavellian character. <laughs> but he was saying he, his hope was they go to war so the Democrats win in a landslide. <laughs> like that is not endorsing a candidate. No, that's no, not. And you shouldn't pick candidates based on who endorses them or doesn't endorse them. Yeah. Ted Delorio says from last night, driving stick, when you stop on a hill, set the parking brake. As you let off the clutch, release the parking brake and go. Easy. Yep. I mean, that's still you know, that lesson about more complicated than, <laughs> than uh, driving automatic and just pressing the gas. San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Sir Elliot with a $2 super chat says two buckos. That's right. All right. Ithaca Crime says, hi, Anne. Sorry about what went down when you spoke at Cornell. I have a plan to flood Ithaca with illegals Martha's Vineyard style. Should I go for it? Yes. Is that? Well, I mean, just Ron DeSantis, get him on the phone. <laughs> it's crazy how they lost their minds over what Joe Biden was literally doing to other cities. <laughs> yeah. And then they moved all of the immigrants off Martha's Vineyard as fast as humanly <laughs> possible. <laughs> but they were like, great. but Ron, he was a bad guy. <laughs> we love them. They enrich us. Now get the fuck And they're going to charge him with like human trafficking at one point. They're trying to say <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah. It's like, it's like the quintessential nimbyism, like right there. Mm-hmm. It's like the definition Rundell DeSantis is good. <laughs> Rundell Schmidt says Trump had to fight for years to get the money to build the wall. That's why it didn't get finished. He needed to get his second term to finish. Number one, he had a Republican House and a Republican Senate for two years. And what did he push through? A tax cut without ending the carried interest loophole, which is just a gift to hedge fund managers. Number two, he is president of the United States. He is commander in chief. The number one job he has is protecting our borders. He never needed Congress's approval. All right. Mark Gadetti says the border wall is important, but getting the F out of Ukraine is way more important. DeSantis <laughs> won't get us out of Ukraine or end the ATF. I wish I could expand, have him explain that. I don't know that that's, I don't think, I looked this up. And DeSantis, I mean, governors, you can judge them by what they've had to handle, like COVID, um, which, oh yeah, Trump totally blew and DeSantis did it right. Yeah, I don't think he said anything about Ukraine. I mean, but that, yeah, I but your but your chat person, I agree with him on. That's the one thing I'm worried about with DeSantis. I don't want him to be a neocon. Yeah, and a lot of the donors are neocons. That's what people are worried about. One of the big things. Yes, Kenneth Hart says Mr. Bocus is kidda. Twelve out of ten would pet. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> he would like. If <laughs> All right, Pet Rock says DeSantis ain't about the wall and is lying again. Did you say he was about the wall? No, I think that person isn't very bright. <laughs> you said you said Ron would give us a wall. You I hope he a- will. Oh, yeah. Well, all right, let's read some more. Tafara says, got to push back on Ian thinking the ruling powers want immigrants to fill soldier scarcity. San Diego no longer requires peace officers to be citizens or even permanent residents to enroll. <laughs> Citizenship true. is being degraded. Oh, but they, they're allowing non-citizens yeah. to enroll. So yeah. that is kind of yeah. uh, agreeing with my, no, my yeah, concern. Yeah, redoubling your point. <laughs> Jeez. That's what happened with the Romans when they started using foreign mercenaries as their military is when it all started right. to fall all apart. Started to go, yeah, that's true. Reese Mendocino says, I think y'all should watch Kraut's video labeled Trump's biggest mistake. It goes over immigration, trade wars, and more. I think it's a good video for a different perspective. Mm, I've seen that. Hmm. What's the perspective? Um, I won't be able to boil it down right now. Okay. Does much. it blame someone other than the president of the United States for what happened under that president of the United no, I, States? I think it's literally called Trump's biggest mistake. Yeah, it's, yeah. Trump's. All right, what do we got? Druid Eros says census should have the citizen question by law. 
So the three-fifth clause could have been applied to non-citizens and hit all states. So appropriations and representation was more accurate constitutionally. I'm surprised the census does not have the citizenship question. But of course, Democrats greatly oppose it. And they couldn't give us a real reason as to why they did. Mm-hmm. They don't want people to get yanked out of their bedrooms at two in the morning and sent yeah, back to Yeah, we're totally Mexico. doing you mean, that. You mean people who are committing <laughs> crimes shouldn't be arrested? I'm, I'm not sure I follow. It's a nonviolent crime. I think they're concerned about and families so. getting broken they're, up. They're, they're police officers in California. Nobody's getting ripped out of his bed at 2 a.m. Yeah. Also, shouldn't we know, right, if we're supposed to fund everyone who's here and offer them social services, wouldn't we need an accurate count of who's here? I get the fear, but like at some point the logic breaks There's down. There's no fear. There's no fear. It's, it's top. It's Crystal, a- Crystal Max says, Anne, I've been such a, such a fan of you probably 20 years. I swear I remember you uh, you from the lost times of O'Reilly and Hannity. Com- and Hannity Combs. Great to see you. Yeah, you, you were not working. I thought you were at working at the network. So you were always like uh, independent and you'd come in and do like a show. Did I you have a show? I started on MSNBC. Oh, wow. But weren't they more conservative back in the day? Tucker Carlson was on MSNBC. As we know, Tucker Carlson doesn't believe anything. I don't know. I like <laughs> He was Tucker. on PBS on CNN. Yeah. Fox is the last game. I think people used to just have more variety and perspective. Well, yeah, it isn't just Fox or MSNBC. It would, there were, TV was just better back then. Mm-hmm. Now it's, you can do it in your sleep. You just say the same things over and over. Yeah, the real firebrands start their own thing, their own network. Here's, here's a good one. Everybody get your drinks ready. Kyle Miller says, Ann, what are your thoughts of Tim's prediction of a second civil war, civil event happening, they said? Um, I don't, I mean, this this is sound funny. I think that's kind of a pipe dream um, because we feel like we'd win it. I don't think that will happen. For one thing, uh, we happen to be living in a period of time where the most pacific creature on earth is the white American male. I think there are two possibilities. We just lose and lose and lose and cower and hide and the whole country becomes California or the brighter scenario is we separate ourselves. As um, somebody was saying, we've, we did over COVID. Oh, you were, Tim. All these people moving to Florida, people moving to Texas. We do, we, but that's the polarization that leads to civil war. But there doesn't have to be a war. I mean, that is the idea of the Constitution. And what you were saying about well, well, don't make everything national. The, so, so, what's what, so freedom-promoting about our Constitution is— all the big stuff is supposed to be local and statewide, so you can live in the sort of society that you find amenable. Don't want gay rights parades? You know, I don't what know, if, move to Alabama. What if they Alabama. take your son to California to castrate him? What do you do? Well, what if they in, take in, them to Turkey and in, and give right. them a clitorectomy? It's, it'll be, it would be the same thing, but the, the you are be, living in the society but, you want. Yeah, somebody can kidnap them. The, Who's the they here? Jeff Younger. We had him on the show. His uh-huh. son was taken by his wife to California, where, yeah, it's, a, where it's a sex change uh, sanctuary, and she's attempting to chemically castrate. No, I know. It's a horrible, horrible thing. And there was that famous actress and, from the TV show, was it Gossip Girl, who married a, um, some kind of Arab, and he kidnapped their kids and literally took them to the Middle East. Yeah, that happens. But that's what we're talking about, as opposed to shutdowns across the country, as opposed to, for example, and we were finally liberated from this, one abortion law for the whole country, as opposed to vax mandates and, and um, oh, how big our toilets can be. You 
can you will live people are moving to Florida because of the freedom because police come out oh and what are they trying to do now they want a national law to take away the qualified immunity from police which is so utterly preposterous um, they want Hillary wants national and all the Democrats want national rules for what policemen can do no, no, no. I want policemen operating in my... I will live in Florida. Thank you, Joe Biden and AOC. Um, so I think we will divide ourselves up much more. Yes, there can always be kidnappings, and especially with spouses, and they can take them out of the country, forget another part of the country. But except for someone kidnapping your child, probably your ex-spouse, you'll live in the world where we're going to have school prayer in our schools. We're not going to have masks in our schools. We're not going to have teach, you know, kindergartners about anal sex in our schools. And I think that's, you're, you're already seeing it. So, I mean, look at the states that gained population and look at the states that lost population. We are dividing ourselves up. And that's the problem. I don't think it is a problem. I'm very I th- I happy think, living in a red state. <laughs> I think there's there's obviously net positives, you know. You're living in a red state. Well, now oh, you yeah. are. <laughs> West Virginia. Yeah, we moved here a while ago because of this stuff. But the ge- so what, what starts with ideological polarization becomes geographic polarization. Mm-hmm. Geographic polarization e- e- exacerbates the, the, the tribal conflict. I don't think there's any conflict there. I think separate, separate. You so think, well, you think well, by sure. separating, right? I mean, but, I think Canada is a ridiculous country. Does it affect me? No. Is it going to bother me? Well, it's I'm personally. So what happens when California brings in a million illegal immigrants who then vote in our federal, who, who then who grant a, a electoral power to California to subvert Texas's will? So Texas well, now we're have gonna to, has have to, to live. have a wall. Well, <laughs> I mean, but, but, but look, sure, that's but a problem California's no matter what in. happens. I don't know how a civil war solves that. I didn't say it does. I said wall. what happened. My, my, my view is that a state like Texas is forced by the federal government to adhere to rules put in place by California, who's acting unconstitutionally and illegally. That is states may have to build their own walls, and that's what leads to civil war. When no. States putting up checkpoints and setting up barriers is 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 geographic hyper. Who's uh, gonna be? Who's gonna f- fire on Mount on on Fort Sumter? What? So it. I think the problem Americans have is why they, does that they start? Think, so they shoot across Texas's wall. So take a look at the Spanish Civil War. The American Civil War was not a traditional civil war. The American Civil War was a secession of elements of the country attempting to form their own country. If you look at every other civil war in history, almost all of them, it's pockets throughout the country popping oh, like up. Like guerrilla warfare? Well, oh, that's another reason we Cities should— Cities versus urban versus rural, typically. But then you'll get a faction, say uh-huh. say they call themselves anti-fascist action, and they're the, com- the militant wing of the Communist Party fighting with the fascists. And then it's a neighborhood in this city and a neighborhood in this city, and they've been setting up uh, party houses for organizing politics. They've been increasingly marching through the streets and getting increasingly violent. You see stuff like maybe there's a guy who supports one candidate getting shot twice in the chest by a guy with a, with a Soviet with a, with a communist tattoo on his neck. And then you get uh, elements throughout the rest of the country like in Texas, a man's child being taken to California for castration. Okay, I think uh, that has nothing to do with civil war. That can happen. Your kid can be taken to the Middle East. and Right, but what about the, so the increase in Antifa street violence? So tries to shoot somebody, well, in California, or rather Florida, everybody's armed. And in Atlanta, they'll, in Georgia right shot, now, but a I, bunch of far-left extremists have come down and are occupying a force where? In, in Atlanta. A bunch of far-left extremists from around the country are Mm. occupying a forest Mm. and are shooting at police, burning houses down, flipping cars over, and the cops just shot and killed one of these guys. So they went into the city and started firebombing buildings, and they declared a state of emergency 
and charged several of the people they, they arrested with domestic terrorism. Well, These the are, problem the, you're raising, I think, isn't is the following, that there are red pockets within blue states and blue pockets within red states. And, and Antifa d- moving around so, the country yeah, engaging so in acts of terror. One, one side is going to move out. So when Antifa goes to a, a city and starts burning houses down, it's what they're doing in Atlanta. Well, Conservatives no, just run away. Right. Well, yes, and um, probably liberals are going to be moving away from places like Florida, Texas, and I hope Virginia under Young. But Florida shows us that's not what's happening. What's happening is the more conservative-leaning people have fled, but the liberal people stay there entrenching in this, in this chaos. Not in Florida. No, Florida's turning red because what we're seeing is in these other states that right. are getting I too woke. people will separate themselves out. And then what do you think happens to California, New York, and Chicago when they run out of resources because their system doesn't work? Do you think they just ignore the conservative areas with the farms and just say, nah, we're, we're starving to death, but you guys are all right? Well, I don't know. I, ju- I don't see them coming to You, you um, think liberals are content Palm with letting conservatives live their lives and be— Taking our houses. I just—I don't see that happening. And if but, it happens, then I, I think we lose because our side won't fight. I agree with that, but the question is, are liberals content with letting conservatives live their lives? No. So why wouldn't they then say, your laws are wrong and we will go in? Well, Joe Biden arrested how many pro-lifers? They did the COVID rules. They did. Every and, and, night they were talking about, I watch MSNBC, Death Santas, Death Santas, they're dropping like flies. And remember the Atlantic article on uh, Governor Kemp, who is by and large terrible, governor of um, Georgia. Georgia. But he did uh, open the. He was one of the first to open up the state and say we're done with the shutdown rules. And the Atlantic has an article, um, Georgia's experiment with human sacrifice. So look, they were very, very, very upset that anyone was living free throughout their COVID rules. They didn't show up with guns. In Florida. Right. New Yorkers didn't come down and say, "How dare you allow but, children to go to school without masks?" No, no, but, but, but why would they do that? What I'm saying is. We're seeing in blue states limitless abortion and in red states abortion total restrictions or, or heavy restrictions. Turns out abortion is, a, I think what we're seeing with abortion, I mean, we're getting off topic, but. Well, no, it's, it's. I think what we're seeing with abortion, I, I'm just happy we're no longer pretending it's a constitutional right. But looking at the election, um, I think DeSantis did the right thing. Um, as it turns out, I think what people are saying on abortion is. They think it's a murder. They don't like abortion. They wouldn't do it themselves. They would tell their friends and and family members don't have an abortion, but they don't want the law to say that because that's the way the vote's going. So let's let's let me give you a, a, a hypothetical. I suppose uh, I think what Oklahoma are they the ones that did like an outright ban, hardcore ban on abortion? I mean, a couple of them. Uh, the one in Kansas just passed again. They have a really strict trigger law and so, abortion. The only exceptions are. Uh, rape, incest, or if there's a very serious fetal abnormality, I think. Oh, they have that nut governor who releases murderers. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Snits. Yeah, what, what is it? He's ridiculous. Your audio just cut out and came back. Oh, in. That's no, no. Yeah, about. it's uh, it's just the, the gum. So I'm just trying to oh, keep sorry. the gum muted. Thank that's you. all. Yeah, oh, that's sorry all. Sorry about that. So yeah. my, my no, concern right. is the, <laughs> okay. uh, the Civil War was not, uh, depending on who you ask, slavery was a principal moral issue that that led to it. The South was concerned 
over, you know, they, they thought Abraham Lincoln was going to ban slavery. Abraham Lincoln was as saying he was going to limit the expansion of slavery. Right. Only like 5% of people in the South actually own slaves. Most people actually, and I'm not going to pretend to be an academic on this one. I know many people reference other individuals, but there were, I think, what, four or was it seven states that did not join the Confederacy until the North invaded, until the North sent troops down mm-hmm. to to war, mm-hmm. did several other states all of a sudden shift in their and, and it wasn't absolute. Many of these states that uh, then secondarily joined the Confederacy were like 60-40. Like some of the people in the state, a good portion were like, no, we can't do this. West Virginia split in two. So what I'm seeing is hyperpartisanship, hypertribalism. Antifa literally killed a guy. And the media praises them and says, leave them alone. Yeah. They, they, they literally shot an innocent man twice in the chest in Portland. Murder. Yes. The guy had a, ta- a Black Lives Matter tattoo on his, on his neck. And the media still to this day will defend Antifa. Yes. They burned down a police station and the media said peaceful protest. Yes. And they tried to put Kyle Rittenhouse in prison for the rest of his life mm-hmm. because he was simply trying to protect his neighborhood. And, and the day prior, someone bashed an old man over the back of the head with a rock. Ooh, yeah. So self-defense seemed warranted in this regard. Now you've got stories of people like Jeff Younger, and he's not the only one. People whose children are being kidnapped. So the question I have is... By a spouse. Absolutely. And a law in California that says, we yeah. will castrate your child. Yeah. So I look at the stories of, say, um, Bleeding Kansas and John Brown. Before the Civil War started, Kansas was in its own pre-Civil War as a state that was going to be entering the Union. It was divided between whether it would be a free or slave state, and people were shooting and killing each other. John Brown walked up to a slave owner and blasted him in the face. No questions, just done. Then he tries taking over the Harper's Ferry. You know, later on, he goes to Harper's Ferry, tries taking over the armory. Slaves don't revolt. He lets a train leave. Word gets to Baltimore. Federal troops come in. Dude gets uh, captured and eventually hanged. I look at things like that. And my concern is the tribal polarization, which has led to death, murder, and violence, 30-plus deaths in the summer of 11, 2020. They breached the barricades of the White House, firebombed St. John's Church. They've torn down statues all across this country with impunity. The only thing I see that makes a civil war not happen is that conservatives tend to be cowardly and just flee. So when Antifa shows up to their city and firebombs, they flee to Florida where it's safe because they have a better leader. I'm not saying all conservatives are cowardly. I'm saying they tend not to leave. But when you say when when you say cowardly, I wouldn't say cowardly. What do you want them to do to him? Like when Antifa shows up and throws rope over statues to tear it down. Like you want them to shoot them, link arms and and uh, we'll, we'll start with this at your work. When your boss comes and says we're doing DEI training, you just say no. I mean, I think people do that with with the statues. I right, think but there but are people that would. Those people are cowards. I mean, the thing about the statues is like if you were like, yeah, I tried to stop a mob of people from pulling over statue during a Black Lives Matter rally. Like if you became vocal about that, you are more likely to suffer. Right. Your company is likely to be like, why did yep. you take that position? So right now what I hear is. A guy who works at Taco Bell with a Black Lives Matter mask on is told by his boss, you have to take it off or else. And he says, then fire me. I refuse to take off my mask. They fire him. He films himself on video saying they fired me for this. Black Lives Matter protesters and Antifa inundate this guy with so much psychotic harassment that he begs the guy to come back and take his job back. 
That was like two years ago. Though. That was like two years ago. Nobody right, right, gives but, a crap about it. Do people no, no, care? My, 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 my point, my point crap like, no, about finish, bad, finish my bad point things is, are happening. I just don't see a civil war coming from that. Yeah, the liberals are very, very, very bad people. The media is very, very, very bad. The mutilation of children is very, very bad. But I mean, even with the father you keep talking about, I mean, what do you so here's want what him I to see. do? Shoot his wife? Shoot the Mine doctor? How does like the that. war Vote? start? Uh, how about speak up at your job? How about... Uh, speak up at your place of uh, work. How about take your kids out of these schools? But m- look, the people who are doing those things aren't the co- aren't cowards. I'm not referring to people who are actually fighting, trying to do something, and speaking out to the best of their abilities. I'm talking about the people who will message me with influence and say, "I will not speak out because I'll lose my job." Well, and- that's everybody at Fox and all t- talk Absolutely. radio. So what happens is, as Democrats continue ballot harvesting to the maximum degree. Trump supporters continually say the elections are being stolen from us. Mm-hmm. Carrie Lake right now. The end result is not going to be Trump supporters being like, or I shouldn't even say Trump supporters, but how many, how, however many million, tens of millions people voted for Trump. It's not going to be every person who voted for Trump who's, who's fervent, but I'm, you might be looking at millions. And they're not just going to, in the next four years, be like, well, you know, they put up a good fight and they won through ballot harvesting and other, other, other procedural changes. Guess I'll just let them keep firebombing my city, castrating kids. And no, sooner or later, you're going to see more stuff like we saw with the Bundy Ranch, where people will show up and say nope to the federal government. I was on the side of the federal government in that. I think you, you will. As, fi- as much as it looked like the Canadian trucker thing, it was federal land. What was the situation? We had Eamon Bundy on the show. I thought that they were just defending their own land. It was no, the, the simple version no. is it's it's a, a family it's, that's been grazing for generations. The federal government claimed the land because that's what happens over time. And they said, sure, but we have an easement to graze here. And they said, too bad. So they won in court. They were, they were legally in the right to graze on the land. And the feds tried stopping them. And so they resisted, filed a lawsuit. Then the, the feds... Uh, illegally arrested the family, put them through hoax, bullshit, fuck it, bullshit trials, and they ended up winning on across the board. The federal government overstepped, lied, cheated, and tried stealing. You know, in regards to civil war, I did war, not know they won in court. Every, they won shocked. everything. They won everything. The federal government lied every step of the way to steal land, and then when they were winning, made up bullshit charges to arrest them. And we had Ammon on the show who, who broke down exactly what went down, how he, they locked him up for years on bullshit charges, transferred him from prison to prison to try and shut him up and stop him. And he was in the legal right the whole time. And they even murdered a guy. There's a video of a guy and they lied about it too. Holy shit was that fucked up. Anyway, yeah, things well, like let me, that. Let me talk about the, the Civil War crap. We, we're way over and we got to wrap. If we bury our head in the sand, it's going to go the direction that it looks like it's going to go. But if we change the direction, then we can take it where we need to take it. That's my belief. But we'll wrap it up there. And it's been a blast. Thanks for hanging it out. It has been a blast. Thank yeah. you. Well, yeah, come back anytime. And uh, for everybody else, thanks for being members. Thanks for supporting our work. We do have, we just filmed the pre-show. So it's, it's more conversation, talk of God and other issues while we're like setting cameras and stuff. So go become a member at TimCast.com if you want to support our work and you want to watch that. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me personally at TimCast. And do you want to shout anything out? Yes, and follow me on Substack. Uh, AmCoulter.substack.com. 
Man, it's been so fun to see you. It's been a couple years for me. Nice to see you, fellow I DG. I know it. Um, I'm Hannah Claire Brillo. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. You should follow at TimCastNews on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to follow me personally, you can follow me on Twitter at HCBrimelo. And you can follow me on Instagram at HannahClaire.B. Have a good weekend. Nice. Thank you for praying for Bucko. It helps. It works. It's real. Um, I'm Ian Crossland. Follow me at IanCrossland.net. Check out Cast Castle youtube.com slash cast castle we had a wonderful parody of steven crowder and daily wire jeremy boring ben shapiro you're all involved whether you want to be or not and and for your next book uh i have a question for you have you ever taken psychedelics no i never will perhaps you're <laughs> i want narcan to be replaced with bear spray perhaps you the- have no idea how much i hate drugs the deep <laughs> journey to god may be uh, a fascinating topic to explore <laughs> In the future, I've found, I've gone on that journey and I found them. <clears throat> you can also get that through holotropic breathing. Apparently, you can like induce psychedelic experiences just through. Is breathing that when intensely. I don't put the mask on? <laughs> I guess. Hey, great anyway, to see you. Ann. That was awesome. You. Bye, guys. Uh, yeah, that was quite the episode. Um, Good fun. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, I am at surge.com. Hannah Claire, that was great. You Thank did a you. really wonderful job. You actually uh, got your your uh, ats right this time. So I'm practicing. Yeah. I'm getting <laughs> better at these outros. Yeah, you're doing well. Um, yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, at surge.com. Spell it out. I'm surprised at how many people still don't understand. S-E-R-G-E-D-O-T-C-O-M. At surge.com on Twitter. At me. Let's argue. Let's fight. And for everybody who wants to be a member, the uh, the pre-recorded Uncensored show, it's up right now. So check it out at TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you all next time. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.